0: It's
1: that time again,
0: right? Kick out the old welcome the new. Make your New Year's resolutions now. Go!
2: Lord Provost Warren of Glasgow presents the Scottish League Cup to the side that lasted the course better. All-conquering
1: East Fife. As I made my way to that pitch on Wellesley Road to sing my songs for the boys in black and gold, I heard the stories about 1938. I was just a boy, and he had, had to win. Now yeah, there's broken dreams, and what might have been at that stadium by the shore. But those glory days and gold might return
0: once more. Hello, hello, how do you do? We are the boys from New Bayview. And we're back with another episode of Glory Days of Gold, your East Fife and Scottish football podcast. And it's the first show of 2024. I'm Michael McCall. I'm Lee Gillis. And we're excited to be back. First show of the new year. And what a show we have in store for you. We're going to be chatting to East Fife manager Greg McDonald. No better way to start off the year than getting the gaffer on the show. We'll get to that one shortly. We won't keep you waiting too long for that. But Lee, how was the the festive period for you? Any nice football gifts under the tree this year?
2: I got um, two football gifts, actually, under the tree this year. Um, My lovely wife bought me the Wrexham kit um, after me watching the Wrexham documentaries and really enjoyed it on the way back from TNS. uh, We stopped by the ground and stuff, so... Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so that that was awesome. Um, I don't know if we told you or not, but we actually ended up speaking to the guy who runs the pub. In the, oh no! Next, I'm sure, like we, we stopped in there just to have a look, and they were closed. But he came out. He's like, "You all right?" We're like, "Yeah." Like, well, we're just we're swinging by." We're these five fans, um, and we wanted to, to see the pub obviously because we watched the show. And he's like, "Can you come?" So even though the pub was shut, he invited us in. We had a chat with him. He was a really lovely guy, and like like I say, I, I, I'm totally swept up. Um, and a total mark for it um, so my wife bought me the the shirt and then, um, not that our listeners will be able to see this um, but my daughter made me a personalised phone case um, off her wedding kit. Um so I'm going to class that as a a football related present as
0: well I, I didn't get any because I was meant to get a book but it didn't arrive until between Christmas and New Year so Caitlin's keeping it for Valentine's instead But
2: Yeah, that's fair
0: yeah, I don't um, think I've got any other ones, football related, but yeah, let us know if you got any good gifts at home. I mean, the shop must have been selling tons. Uh, I know stock was flying out of there. You guys continuing to do a fantastic job.
2: Yeah, lots of East Fife um, dippy egg boards and tea towels. And, uh, Those tea dippy church.
0: egg boards did look really cool.
2: They are very cool, and they've, they've done very well, actually, a lot better than we thought. And, and that's something I actually want to take time to say well done to Scott for, because the, the, the club shop is essentially all Scott, right? It's um, I, I just, um, and I'll come on to it in a minute, I've um, not been very well for the, this year. Um, and, you know, he's taken the mantle of that and done, you know, all, all the hard work that he's done. Like, we've given um, some um, companies some boards in return for merch. So, basically, we are making much more from the merch than the the, the board would cost us. You know, the, so we're, we're, we're trying... Uh, do these deals so when people are buying merch you don't realize how much you're actually helping the club you know the tammies have been scott the beach towels have been scott the dippy egg boards you know and um, pretty much everything baron i can think a couple of t-shirts that i got them um, the amazing blair at gunner designs to design um I, I i can't praise scott enough i know that he gets on people's tits he gets on mine too believe me um however <laughs> Um there's one thing I've got to say is that boy is working tirelessly to improve this football club. And I don't think he quite gets the credit he deserves sometimes. So it was important for me. And I take a piss out of him a lot on this show. So I think that it's only time after nearly three years of doing it, I give Scott a, a much deserved well done.
0: I'd like to do that as well. He probably thinks I just criticize him as well for all the stuff he's done. I fully appreciate everything he's doing. I just wish when I was there that they had all that merch way back in the day. Uh, we talked about this off-air on the last show, so I dug out my old East Fife tankard that the old Supporters Club did, Really? and um, turns out I've got three of them over here. I have no idea how, but um, if you guys end up not getting them in the shop, I'll try and get the other two over to give one to you and one to Doug, just oh, to... They bit. may not make it in one piece, depending on, on what flight and stuff I get, but I hope to get yeah, over this year one. again, but... Yeah, I mean, Doug, one of them makes it. <laughs> yeah,
2: Doug needs a project, right? He could and glue one together. It's not like yeah, it
0: yeah. It'd be nice for him to drink the glue instead of huff it, sir. So.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: but we will get into our main feature very soon. Before that, though, let's just hear a little bit from this episode's sponsors. Maze Mortgages are five base mortgage and protection
3: specialists. Our aim is to provide our clients with high quality, personal, and friendly service. Our advisors have over 25 years of industry experience and have an outstanding record for sourcing our clients the products that suit their needs. Where we're different though, unlike many other brokers, from start to finish, we won't
0: charge you a penny. Contact us via Facebook to find out more. So thanks as always to Mays Mortgages for their continued support of the podcast. They support East Fife. They support the podcast, go and support them for all your mortgage needs. It's never more important than to get good mortgage deals With the way that the exchange rates and everything going just now. Go see Paul Galloway and the team at Maze Mortgages and they will sort you out. But that is not the only sponsor we have for this episode, Lee.
2: No, this one isn't so much a sponsor, but a, a sort of impassioned plea. Um, that's that's mainly on on my side. So um, you'll notice that I've I've missed a, a few episodes off the, the podcast this year, or I've maybe seemed a bit more despondent at games and things like that. And just in the, the interest of, of transparency, in, in August I, I suffered a, a nervous breakdown. Um, I probably just trying to trying to do too much and and please too many people, and you know, podcast, commercial job, my full time job, being a dad, being a husband, all these things, you know, the that, the that, that kind of finally took the toll on me and. Um, I, yeah just imploded a little bit um, and I played in uh, Matthew McLean's Brothers Charity game which Back On Side were the sponsor of and I briefly spoke to, to Libby Emerson who um, is the CEO, I don't know if that's her official title or not um, off Back On Side and she was like are you okay and I was like well actually no like I'm I'm really not okay. Um, and we ended up speaking for a bit. I was a little bit upset when I spoke to her, and she was like, "Here's my number, and I want you to to call me." Um, so I ended up calling her, um, and through that, I've I've ended up receiving some counselling, um, something which I'm I'm still getting weekly. And I'll be completely honest with you, I don't know if I would be here without it. And I think that that's a pretty scary thing to to say out loud. You know, I've had issues with mental health in the past. However. Um the support I've had through back on side has been incredible. It has honestly been amazing. Um and it continues to to help me more than I could ever put into words. Um I find it quite difficult to talk about, but I think it's important to talk about. Um and I'm almost embarrassed in, in saying it. Um, particularly on a forum where we get, you know, hundreds of, of listeners and I always feel that when you say these things that there's that people associate it with weakness in um, some
0: sense, but... and, I'm and not Well, that that's always think, been the stigma. That's yeah, always been course. the thing. And it, it's so much better now, but that stigma is still there. Absolutely. And, you know,
2: the, the, you only have to look around, um, you know, some some people that I've known really well are no longer here before because they, they didn't manage to get a hold um, of themselves. And like I say, if it hadn't been for, for back on side and some of my really close friends and family, I, I don't know where I would be so you've maybe noticed if you've seen me at games, I'm not quite as fat as I used to be. Um, I've shifted um, over three stone. I've, I've been trying to be a little bit fitter and healthier, um, and recently taken up doing like the park run and things like that. And I wanted to try and get. I, I, to be honest, I feel like I owe a lot to to back on side for the for the help that they've given me, and you know I think that. I had to try and think of something that I could do to challenge myself that I never dreamed would be possible because to get people to donate or hand over their their hard-earned money isn't is is um, isn't always easy. So um, I'm going to run the Edinburgh Half Marathon um, in May, which, um, considering the, the longest I've ever ran is 5K, um, and even then I've managed to get that down from 37 minutes to 31. Um, I'm almost at under 30. Um, in the last sort of four or five months that I've I've been sort of running semi-seriously um, so if you could find it and I know it's just after Christmas so I'm not going to labour the point and um, I've still got up until May to to raise the money but if there's anything that um, the listeners could contribute towards that since we've shared it on social media I think about 50 pounds is coming already and I'm really truly grateful for that honestly I'll never be able to to tell you how thankful I am but if there's anything you could do to to support these guys who do such amazing work particularly through sport um, and you know there's players at East Fife who I believe have used their services now and in the past Danny Swanson who um, yeah, he spoke about on the, the show the about his struggles yeah. and everything yeah, and and he's a a patron of of Backlandside, I believe, um, as well as, as so many other people. So I just kind of wanted to take that um, time to say, please, if you can donate, Um even if you're not donating, if even if you're prepared to put your hand in the pocket and you think I'm a wanker, that's absolutely fine. And um, you're doing it to help people that aren't me too. So if you could do that, I would be genuinely grateful, and thanks very much.
0: And it, it's something like we've talked about. We we should have a show about mental health and yep. it, it's something i would still like us to do and when when you're doing this it's in may yeah 26th of may 26th of may so the season would be over so it'd be good to maybe have like the week before you do it we could have a show around that give some extra publicity as well to your run but i mean they do such a a great thing it's such a great organization and um, there is still a stigma i i lost my uncle to to suicide with depression Caitlin's uncle as well took his life a few years ago and they didn't have those outlets to to go and talk to and it is such a, an important organization so if you can yeah. support Lee if you can support them in any way it would be very much appreciated and we'll, we'll we'll mention it a few times over the, the coming weeks and months on the show as well and no apologies for that either because it is such a, an important thing so I really admire you're being so open about it and that's the only stuff that helps it's like everyone is probably going to know somebody that is going through stuff like this but they just not everyone is going to know that they know somebody that's going through this
2: yeah it's and, and it's just so common you know you open up and somebody will drop you a message um, and say yeah I've, I've been going through similar or i've had similar in the past or i've lost somebody to this or whatever so um you know as as much as it's you know, it's not my, my first experience with mental health and, and trying to be open and, and champion it and, and be honest about it. You know, it's not something that I find easy. Um, Being open and, and vulnerable to it, particularly males, um, yeah. being able to do it, and, and that's not discriminatory in any way, shape or no, form. No,
0: but it's sadly it's, true. It's just how, like, for my age in particular and older, it's how you've been grown up. You just, you don't show emotions.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and listen, you know, like I'm sure Michael won't mind me saying this. If there is anybody that that is struggling or does want to talk, you know, our DMs on Glory Days of Gold are, are always open, and we'll always try and help you and support you in whatever way we can. Ultimately, I would probably recommend that you speak to Back on Side anyway, and I think your idea to try and do that show um, is is something that I'm sure Libby from Back on Side would be really grateful for. So um, expect to see me doing some some fundraising um, on the run up to. Um, the event itself, I've already had a mate who's offered me 20 quid to do it in a rover's top. Um, I've had somebody offer me 50 quid to do it in a tutu. Um, I'm open to these sort of things. If it's going to help raise some more money, I'm, I'm all about um, having a bit of a laugh. Um, How I much for a getting... Borat Mankini? There's no amount of money in the world. <laughs> would want to see my small banger flapping <laughs> up and down, running um, a half marathon. There's
0: none. Um, I definitely do not have the phallic abilities for that. Ah, damn. I'd I'll i I'll much of my money safe then. But yeah. yeah, check all that out. And as Lee says, we are always open to talk and it could be you one day. No yeah. one knows what, what lies ahead for them. Absolutely. Thanks, everyone. And th- there's no easy way to transition from that, but it's just important to to get that out there and get that out at the start of the show. But well, we're going to get into the meat and the potatoes of the show now, and it's our first interview of twenty twenty four. So we're delighted now to be joined by East Five Manager Greg McDonald, and thanks to everyone for getting your questions in. The way we're going to do this, we'll have just a couple of our own questions in there, but we're mostly going to to do questions that's been sent in by you, the listeners. And we've got a really good response to this. I I will say a couple of the questions I've maybe put together if they were very similar or I've maybe rewritten them a little bit just to maybe cover some of the stuff we were wanting to mention or to combine the questions. So if your question isn't exactly as written, that is why. Also, if Greg answers one of the questions that's coming up later on in what we've got scheduled, we'll kind of acknowledge that and, and just not get to that. So if your question doesn't get read out, but Greg's already kind of answered it, that is why. So, Greg, thank you, as always, for joining us. Really appreciate you doing this. Happy New Year to you, first of all.
3: Yeah, Happy New Year. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, really appreciate it, and I hope you had a nice festive uh, period with your families.
0: Yeah, and and you too. And it's, uh, we'll, we'll do our usual things. You've been on the show a few times now. I'll do a few questions. Leo will come in with a few, and we'll kind of go back and forward. So, I mean, we'll, we'll start off just with a question from... Myself, so I mean, it, it was a mixed twenty twenty three for the club. It, it was a good start to the year, uh, run to the playoffs, and it kind of it feels like a year of two halves if you look at it. And I guess it's a year of two seasons that that we're kind of looking back on. I, I mean, I don't think there's any shine away the new season. It's been tough at times. It, it's been a, a struggle. Seventeen games in, four wins on the board currently sitting 12 points off the playoff places a couple of the teams in and around that also have a game in hand we're eight points off bottom place as well heading into 2024 then greg how do you assess the current standing of the team yeah
3: it's a a good start michael and first of all let me say the reason i'm happy to come on i think as you said i've been on before And the reason I wanted to come on is not because I I know this wasn't going to be an easy ride, okay. And it would have been easy for me to go hiding and not come, but I wanted to come on because, um, yeah, as I say, it's the third or fourth time I've been on now, um, and I wanted to try and keep the fact it's not just all right for me to come on here when things are going well, and I I wanted to make sure that you guys have the access. It's not so that I can come up with excuses or anything like that, but I do think at times maybe some some of the criticism is, is justified, and I'll come on to that. uh, and and some of the criticism isn't, and I think it's important that you know I come on and just even add a little bit of context. I'm not you know necessarily thinking that uh, it, every answer I give tonight is going to change people's opinion, whatever that may be, good or good or bad. But I do think it's important that you know I'm here to 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 give the answer one way or the other uh, as well. So I, I just wanted to tell you that's why you know I thought it was important that I come on. That's why I reached out to Lee, you know, on Saturday night to say you know let's let's do this because I appreciate there will be questions such as the one you've just asked me um i think we're in a very similar situation to where we were at this point last year and i think you know you've read some of the stats and if you looked at the stats from last year they're they're you know they're they're very very similar um which presents me with some challenges but it also presents us with the fact that we we know we got out of that last year and we know how to 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 do it and i'll come on to why i think there's differences between where we were last year at this point and where we are now um i think I would be the first to say, I said it on my post-match Saturday after the game, that do I think we should be higher up the table? Do I think we should be doing better? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not going to hide away from that, Michael. I think the score of players that we have, we should be doing better than what we are. There are, you know, some mitigating factors for that in terms of, you know, injuries, illness, uh, you know, but in the main as a group, and I include myself in that, you know, we've been, we've been too inconsistent and that's why we don't have as many wins. I think when we had six wins at this point last year, we'd play a game more. Uh but I think we only had six wins at this point last year uh and then went on. I think last January, I think the problem for us was balance. We had a we had probably too many players and not enough quality in, in the right areas. Um and we also lacked a, a significant a bit of balance. And we made, you know, we made a lot of changes in January to try and address that. And that then led to, you know, us obviously getting the run to the playoffs. Uh I think that those changes we made um, you know, obviously, I think there was a, changes in terms of personnel. There was changes in terms of uh, positions in which players were playing that, that kind of contributed and, and helped us have a good finish. Um, and we also developed a bit more of a kind of steely side to us in, in that in, that we managed to be able to get points and grind out games. And that's something that we took a bit of time to get to. Unfortunately, you know, I didn't see that coming at the start of the year, especially after the via play, uh, where we did really, really well there. And the start of the season, I'll, I'll come back to that in a wee minute, but the start of the season hasn't been where we want to be. So we're in a similar position, but we know the way out of it. I don't think we need to go and address the balance massively. I think we're lacking a bit of depth. Um, and I think there's obviously there's you know one or two things that I'd like to try and address uh, in terms of that depth and in terms of just giving us a few more options uh, in places. But also, I'm hoping to see that, you know, in terms of fitness and things like that, for example, I think I've only been able to pick the back, the same back four or three times this season. Michael. So we've had to change that a lot. And I think that our run last year was was mainly born at a bit of consistency as well in both team selection, style of play and that type of thing. And we've been striving for that, but we haven't got there yet. And it's one of the reasons why I'm sure we'll come on to the four game. You know, at some at some point, I'm sure people have got some points about it. It's one of the reasons actually I, I was quite pleased with with Saturday. You know, we just obviously you know lost a poor game and and played the worst I think we've played against Bonny Reg on the Friday night. To then come back and have to try and show up and say, listen, we're down to the bare bones. Let's have that mentality to to go and get something. And I was actually really pleased to see that because that's the type of mentality that we had in the second half of last year. And we'll need it again moving forward. So in terms of assessing it, I think our squad is much better balanced. Uh, I think we have had more injuries this year and that is, you know, that's obviously a concern for us and something we'll need to look at. Um, We, I think we've conceded less goals than we did last year. I think we've scored a couple less Uh, Admittedly, although you know this is obviously, we'll see how we get on in our eighteenth game. Uh, But I had a, you know, I I obviously keep a track on on that as well. We're further away from the bottom than we were at this time last year. But you've, you know, you've highlighted the fact that we're further away from the playoffs, and that's, you know, it's disappointing. Um, And I think when I look at the the finish last year. you know has the has expectation is it you know kind of killing us a wee bit probably this year i think it maybe is i think people looked at us finishing fourth last year and saying well you know the automatic assumption for that is well can we do it again or can we maybe go one better um so i think expectation is is, is probably one of the reasons why maybe people are, i think you, you said it it feels like it's been maybe a bit of a struggle in the first half of this year as well um, but at the same time, that's the type of thing that drives me. I want to try and I want to try and do better. Does it, you know? And and I'm and one of the main reasons I wanted to come on tonight is because I want the same thing as you guys, you know, and all the people that have sent you know questions in as well. Um, I, you know, I want East Five to be successful. But just because I want it and just because you guys want it doesn't necessarily mean that it gets to happen. We you know we need to graft. We need to work for it. And so. You know, yes, we're in a challenging time. Yes, I'm aware that some, you know, the natives are restless in terms of, you know, terms of changes and things. You know, am I frustrated? Of course, I am. But the players are frustrated too. But I've seen enough from them in terms of their attitude and things to know that we're not far away. I would also say that in the first half of last year, and actually in the whole of last year, we played some okay football at times. We played some good football at times. I think this year, when we've been on it, we've been a much better side to watch. I think we create more and I think we've played some better football. But I'll, I, again, I would be honest enough to say that we've got a bit of a soft underbelly at the moment. Um, and I think that we need to uh, we need to try and shore that up a bit um, I, I, while still retaining that. We've not won enough games and we need to go and win games. Uh, and, and you know, that's the challenge for for myself, my staff and the players moving into the new year. So, yes, whilst I'm frustrated, uh, I try and use these things as, a, as kind of motivation, Michael. And I know there's people asking questions as well. And I'm not going to lie, that motivates me a little bit as well to shut some people up. I, I get that. Um, but, we, you know, we're, we're still very much in the fight. Um, you know, in terms of uh, you know, in terms of where we finish this season, we still got to play Spartans three times. I've said, I think I'm on record of saying the playoffs are going to be a hard ask given where we are just now. And I think in order to try and get back into that mix, we need to go on a wee run. Um, do I think we're capable of that ability-wise, yes. Uh, but we haven't shown the signs of putting that run together. yet. and that's the that's the challenge for us. We need that consistency. So. Listen, it's I, I get it's as I say it's tough, but I wanted to come on tonight to let you know that I want what you want, um, I, I, and we're trying to we are working hard to try and get there, uh. But yeah, I'm frustrated that we we find ourselves in a similar position to where we were uh, at this point last year, but we know how to get out of it, um, and, and you know we're we're trying to do that and working hard to do that.
0: Yeah, you've pretty much covered most of the stuff we're going to ask. So thanks for joining us, Greg. It's been great to have you on. It's a, it's a, it's a
3: technique I've learned when answering (laughs) questions for Liam uh, after the game, Michael. That yeah, I just go off on one for like five minutes, and then yeah, it ends up dealing with most of his questions. And I think it's unfair. It it gives
0: Liam a hard time because then he's got to try and think of other questions to ask after it. So, yeah. no it, 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 <laughs> you have touched on a lot of the things that we that we are going to touch on so i mean we'll expand on those as, as we yeah, we go through that. um i mean we'll, we'll 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 talk about such things like the, the makeup of the team the character the defense some of the recent games and and stuff as well but i mean you, you touched on it there and i was going to ask about this and willie christie also kind of asked about this so we've kind of expanded this this question so, I mean, the club headed in to this season as the bookies' favourites. the The close season build it looked really promising. Some experienced old heads coming in, a couple of other good additions. The return of Fash. There was there was so many expectations. Yeah. I mean, yeah. were they unrealistic expectations, or I mean, where do you think it's maybe not met those expectations?
3: Yeah. The, uh... I would say, listen. I went into the season full of optimism as well. Actually, it's funny because, like a couple of days after the playoff defeat, uh, you know, me and Paul sat down to look at you know different things, and we'd obviously got plans in place and and stuff, and talking to people. And I said to Paul in a weird way, I said like the fact that we've made the playoffs, this could this could kill us next year. It could hurt us. You know, because the expectation will be there that, okay, if you can get to fourth, the next one is always, you know, you're going to do better. And that is the expectation. And that was compounded when the bookies, because we signed Fash, I think, because the bookies then went, okay, they're going to be the favourites now. I think that any anybody who is kind of aware a of League 2 football would know that, you know, the Barton and Steny had strong squads and that type of thing. Anybody who's seen Spartans play would know they were going to be strong. I think Peterhead have been a kind of largely surprise package, but the lads are doing a brilliant job up at Peterhead, you know, they've been very strong. So these guys deserve to be above us. And we're very much, you know, we're obviously in a bit of a, a kind of battle at the moment with Stranraer and Bonnyrick, uh, teams with similar budgets to to, to us. But, you know, my expectation was to come in and, and try and fight for those spots uh, again, absolutely. And I think that when I look at the via play and what I've seen in there, I've seen a good bit of steel and organisation. I think that one of the things that I'm kind of critical of myself for would be the, the pre-season friendlies that we had. Um, We had really, really tough friend, friendlies. And I think when you add that to a tough via play group, I think that then when we came to the first kind of new league games, I think we, there was only Elgin that we played in the via play that you would say, you know, that's a, that's a game where these five should be, should be, you know, should be winning. Mm-hmm. Um, with creates the greatest respect to Elgin or has more of a chance of winning, should I say. Um, and when I look at the, the pre-season friendlies, there was a couple in there, but they're, you know, they were early doors and they were more for to get legs and, and, and energy time, or, or fitness, work, fitness working. That when I think we came to the start of the season, I think we were still in the mentality, in that mentality of, uh, you know, the trying to open up from being maybe more defensive, to then open up and go and attack. And I think that what you have seen on the opening day was Peter were Peter Head basically caught us on the break. Uh, and we did not deal with that very well. And, and and ultimately, I think that's probably why we got off to a poor start. And I need to take responsibility for that. In hindsight, that was maybe maybe some things that I've done wrong there. So I think I, I'm constantly trying to look and learn and, and say, right, OK, what could I do better? What could I have done better? Uh, it's the mentality I have for the players as well that, you know, the, every week to week try and improve on maybe certain different aspects and you know, ultimately, you know, uh, you know, to come back to the the bedrock of your question, that's what we probably haven't done very well is knit these things together in a kind of consistent way. Whether it's an individual error, whether it's playing poorly collectively, you know, is it different individuals? Is it a young player? Is it an old player that's maybe made mistakes? Um, and, and we've just not knitted that together enough in the in this first half of the season. But I've seen enough there to know that this side's a, a capable side. But it's all very well, you know, saying that. And I think talk is cheap. We need to we need to go and show it. And I think I said a similar thing kind of last year as well. Albeit, I think we're closer this year than where we were last year to having a good side. Um, but we're not quite there yet. And I'm, I'll am i just be be honest, you know, be honest to admit that. But I came in with enthusiasm and, and confidence as well. Of course I did. Um, I was very, uh, I was, you know, the, the favourites tag is something that hangs heavy around your neck. I think there was a lot of expectation around the club when I interviewed for the job, Mike, I I kind of said, uh, you know, I said to Jim and the board, this is going to take us time. You know, we don't have, I'll come on to it later, but we don't have the money to go and, and kind of add, you know, big name players all over the place. We've done really well to get Fash. You know, I've got a good relationship with Fash and, and then that type of thing. Uh, and he's obviously a local lad and, and retain some of the guys that, that that we had. But we had to go down the younger route as well in order to do that with some of the other signings. And I think then that that means we need to be, we need to take take our time and patience and build. And, I, and unfortunately, that's just a reality. And I, and I don't like to be the guy sitting here delivering that message, but since i've been at the club we've had three agms i've been at every one you know i think there's not a lot of people go to the agm but if you did then you would hear the challenges that the club are facing and and frankly i think the board have done a great a really good job actually and and lee and the guys from the commercial side to try and keep things going after COVID that's hit us hard but i think this is you know the reality of it is we you know we're shopping in different pools and we and we're having to put our well we want to put our faith in young players and try and build something because we don't have the finances to kind of go boom and bust or you know or get you know and go for maybe more recognized names or whatever we wanted to to bring some of our young players through and you know get young lads out of pro youth that type of thing and you'll see that from the makeup of our squad that that's the route we've gone down and you know there are going to be ups and downs in it um but yes I would have wanted there to be more ups and I think there will be moving into the new year
0: I mean, you you mentioned the. I mean, you've been honest to say it might be a stretch for for the playoffs with our current situation. But as you say, Spartans three times; those games could be huge. So Neil Mackay had asked if it was if the playoffs were still realistic. So I, I think you have obviously covered that. And I, I I would take it going into the season. Everyone at the club playoffs were what was the the minimum expectation of, of a successful yeah. season. But Grant Easton points out four wins out of 14 is kind of heading into Lowland League material when you look at what's happened to other clubs in the last few seasons. How big a concern is that to you and the board right now? That Are we actually more in a relegation battle than a battle for the playoffs?
3: Uh, no, I, I think... I don't look behind me, Michael. I don't. I don't. That's not the way that my brain works, as well. So I'm immediately thinking about, okay, how can we, how can we jump over Stranraer? How can we get to Rick? Okay, how can we get past them? And that's just the way my my brain works. And I think that's probably from from years of playing. Uh, as I say, we're further away from the bottom than where we were last year. We've got the experience of, of going through that. I mean, I I think this is my fifth year in management. I think four of the four of them have been in, uh, in or three of them, sorry, have been in League Two. You know, and I've I finished third, I finished fourth, I've won the playoffs, lost the playoffs, and had a mid-table finish. So I know this league, it's always tight, it's always tough, and I understand that people, you know, with the the, the trap door there, everybody gets nervous about that. Of course they do, and you know the remit for you know, for, I, I, there's never actually been a specific remit for me in terms of you know don't go near tenth, basically, and try and be as competitive and get as high up the league as you possibly can. And plus, as I, as I mentioned, the remit is also can we try and bring through young players. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, and if they, they can be Fife-based and that type of thing, then great. And we are making really good strides, you know, towards that. I think, you know, 55% of my squad is made up of players that either came through the East Fife Academy or came through pro youth. You know, so we have got quite a young squad that way. And you could arguably say, you know, maybe I've got the balance slightly wrong in, in, in that kind of part. You know, that just well, that would be completely justified, you know, in terms of saying some of these things. But... That's the remit for us. It's, it's the developing players and, you know, and, and trying to get that group to, you know, more experience in them, you know, maybe better performances, trying and get that experience in them where we can then utilise those players before they get a move to hopefully somewhere else or full-time football, that type of thing. And in the meantime, be successful for these five. But it is a process um, and, it, and, you know, and it it can take a bit of time and I understand the frustration, um, would you know? Are we in a relegation battle? You no, know, I would say that everybody at the moment outside, you know, from fifth down, is probably then saying, well, they're not in a relegation battle, but fourth, you know, because of the form of those teams in in the top four at the moment, and they've been consistent. They've been, they, you know, they have. You've got to say that to them that can, you know they have been consistent, but we're only at the halfway mark, you know, and we're going through a, p- a spell of injuries and illness and that type of thing as well. Some of these teams will have to go through that themselves. Maybe have wee dips in form. Uh, and I think that you've seen that last year. As I say, we were at this point last year. I think we were eighth, uh, or or something something like that. Um, and we, you know we ended up going on to to kind of finish higher. Can we do that this year? As I say, it's going to need a period of sustained results. Uh, and and that's the that's the challenge for us. And I know that if I don't get that, you know, it might not be me sitting here the next time that you interview these five manager. Michael. i I know that, and I know that that's the pressure. As I say, that kind of drives me. Um, you got to remember, I've been now at the club for. I don't know seven years as a player, eighteen months as assistant manager, and fifteen months as a manager. As I say, I want what you want um, in terms of you know to make East Five successful. Is it going to, you know is, uh, is success a straight line? No. Um. I want it to be a wee bit straighter than it is now. Aye, I do. Um. But at the same time, you know, you don't shy away from it, and and you've got to keep you know committed to what we're trying to do trying to get better week to week. And it's the small, I talk to the players all the time, about it's the small little details, you know, that we can do. Can we get a, you know, a point at 4 Can we go and get something at the Barton? Can we go up to Elgin? And, you know, when we play at Spartans towards the end of the month, can we get points, you know, in, in these games? Can we win those games? And suddenly, you know, and I think, well, two weeks ago, we were heading into the Rig game, Michael, and we had a chance to go fifth with a game in hand. You know, and, and I think I was, I really took the Rig result hard, um, I was disappointed with that because it was a real chance for us to kind of almost, you know, st- you know, kind of put the the poor start to the season behind us, put ourselves into the top half of the table with a game in hand and Spartans to play three times, and we lost a six pointer, um, and we, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a good day at the office at all, and I'd be the first to say that. So I was really really disappointed with that, but it can change very very quickly. Um, and what we've got to do is just kind of week to week go and try and get three points. And, you know, we could be talking again in a month's time and we've won we've won four or five games, Michael, and things could look totally different, uh, as I say, but I'm also aware that then again, you know, things, things could be different if we've lost those games. So it, it's always a pressure. It's always there. It is what you sign up for. Um, and, and, and as I say, a lot of it drives me, but right now I'm focusing on can we jump over Stranraer? That's
0: fair.
2: Just You're going to get stuck with my voice now, Greg, not that you don't have to have that enough, but I think um, the what you're saying about not looking behind you might seem worrying to some fans, given the fact that we know that Clyde have got a whole whack of investment um, coming in. I, th- I believe that they've signed seven players you know, they're, they're only going to get stronger. We know they've got Ian McCall, who's a recognised manager in the lower league, uh the lower leagues. Mm. Um, and then you've got um, Elgin, have changed their manager. Now, granted, that's not somebody with a wacky experience or, or anything like that. But, you know, is, could it be perceived as naivety if we're not looking behind us, given what our form has been? Or mm. is it more of a case
3: of you're trying not to look over your shoulder? It's just not the way my brain works. It's not the way that it works at all, and I think it's conditioned that way from playing. You know, you're always looking towards the next game. You put the other one, you try and put the other one behind you as quickly as you can, learn from it, and then you aim for the next one. It's the next challenge. It's the next hurdle. That's just the way my brain, you know, works. Um, so it's not in terms of and in terms of naivety. As I said this is my fifth season as a manager. You know, yeah. so uh, and as I say, like in the other three in this, you know, in, in, in this division, you know, I finished in the playoffs twice and won them once and the other one was mid table. So I, I do know the division, um, you know, and, and, and that type of thing. Um, It's also a confidence in my own players. Now, you might say that that might be not the right thing to do, but I've got confidence in this group of players and I'm going to look to see if I can help them in January and get another couple of faces in to, to try and bolster those a little bit as well. I've got confidence that this group, you know. Yes, other teams are making changes. You know, does changing a manager necessarily guarantee that you're, you know, you're going to, you know, you're you're going to kick on or you're going to survive or whatever? I think history would show that it, it it doesn't always, um, you know, as well. And it's not like I've got no track record here as well. As I say, I was in this position last year, and what's the, you know, what is the point in me learning from that experience and then not using it again? You know, I intend to be the manager for all these five for for many years. And I'm trying to manage it that way by taking my time, by looking at the young players, promoting the young players through, trying to be smart about the older ones that we bring, the, the type of characters. Yes, it won't be fast enough for some people. And yes, there'll be times where, you know, like just now where, you know, you're under a bit of pressure and, and people aren't happy. OK, you know, I need to live with that. I need to take that responsibility as well. You know, if if the board or, you know, if the supporters on the board aren't happy, then yes, they they're, you know they can make that change. But until somebody, until Jim phones me and says, "Listen, Greg, I'm putting a bullet in you," right? Then I, then I'm going to do what I did as a player. I will fight. I will keep doing. I'll try to make the right decisions. I will keep doing what I think is the right things to do. And you know what I've seen for the players is there's a fight there, there's a, a desire. Obviously, I've got good relationships with those players. If I felt they weren't playing for me or anything like that, then I, I, I would walk away. You know, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't wait if the, if that was the, that was the case. I don't see that. Uh, as I say, we had a number of players, you know, <laughs> illness and injury. I mean, Stuart Murdoch's foot was basically hanging on with tape on, on you know, on Saturday. But they played through, the, you know, that for us and they they went and dug something out. And that's the type of character that we're going to need. So, listen, I understand it. It's, uh, I would say it's far from naivety. I've got confidence in my own ability. I've got confidence in my team. And I can, I can understand why people would say, well, you know, that might not be justifiable at the moment. But you've got to have belief in what you do and committed to it. And I, and I absolutely have got that. So, you know, we we will look to get stronger in January. Uh, as a group, we'll get players back. You know, hopefully Pat should be back soon. Uh, Jack Keeley, Ryan Schiavone. You know, hopefully we'll forget, uh, we'll find out about Jacob Comerford and hopefully that's not too bad. You know, Pagey, hopefully get him back on the pitch as well. Charlie Murray will be back in the squad. You know, there's a number of players, Sean Docherty, there's a number of players that have been missing or out. And, and as I say, that's not been helping us. So I'm looking to get not just consistency of performance, but consistency of t- team selection as well. And I think that once we can get that, regardless of whether Clyde make changes to their team or whatever, you know, we beat them. We beat them already. You know, I'm confident this group can go and beat them again, even with the you know the changes that, that they've got there. I've seen enough from us. If you look at the games, with the exception of probably the Bonnyrigg game and the Peterhead game, the first game of the season, which was a, as I say, was kind of, I'll take that one in the gin the Bonnie game last Friday, where again, I didn't come out and say it. I didn't, you know, I didn't try to, and this is going to sound like an excuse and I don't want it to, but we were down to the bare bones. You know, we had three fit defenders in the club and one of them who, who got carried off after 12 minutes. So we ended up with two midfielders playing it in defence, you know, and we were, as I say, down to, the, down to the bare bones and I couldn't make a third substitution because Eastie was a bit tight as well. So we thought we were going to end up with, you know, being down to one defender, which people don't know that, but, I'm giving you that as context to say like, you know, there might be somebody sitting there saying, why the fuck's Greg not made another substitution? Why are we not doing this? Why are we not doing that? Sometimes there's things you don't know or don't see. And my job is to come on here to tell you that. And if that changes your view, fine. If it doesn't, fine. But all I've got to do is kind of make sure that you're, you're getting the information and, and, and that whether you agree with my, my decision or not is, you know, I think um on record the same football is all about opinions or everybody with a belly button has an opinion don't they so you know great go and have like have that but I wanted you to have the information so um yeah that that would probably be what I would what I would say to that one Lee. cool
2: oh, that's great and thanks again for joining us <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: so
2: like the next question that we've got. Um, came from Paul Galloway, and he said, "Since you've been manager, what progress do you feel has been made on the pack?"
3: I think we've got a better style of play now. Um, I think we've also reduced the we've reduced the wage bill. We've reduced the the age of the squad. Um, I think we play a better st- style of football. If I'm being honest, some people, not will disagree with that. But I, I think at times we're very, very good to watch. I've had a number of opposition managers say to me after the game, "You're the best football inside we played." Which is all very well, but you know, I'd rather have more results. It's a results-driven business, and I'd rather be, I'd rather have, the, you know, a little bit less football and and have the results better. But we sign these players to try and play in a specific way, and I get people saying to me all the time, you know, should we just go and get a team full of six foot five giants, right? And just that, if that's the case, cool, go and get a new manager. I don't want to watch that, right? I don't want to coach that. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I want them to try and play. And There's no point in us having players like Conor McManus and Brogan Walls and Jack Healy if you're not going to pass the ball. So we want to try and do that. So I think that we would improve. Are we the finished article? No. Do we do it every week? No, you don't at this level. But at times we're very good to watch. And I feel that's why I feel like there is there's a very good side in there. We're not we're not necessarily showing it every week at the moment, and that's why we are where we are. But I definitely feel like that's that you know, that's uh that's the direction that we're going. Um, I think also in terms of the young players at the club, we've got some really promising young players. As I, you know, I mentioned, I think we've got six from our own academy that are in the, you know, the kind of twenty-two. There's a, a couple that are out on loan. So you could say twenty, but twenty-two in total. There's six of them that are from, you know, from from our academy. There's six of them that we've picked up from, you know, Hearts and Dundee United and Queen's Park, you know, that have came out of full time football. You know, so that's over half of our squad, our young, talented guys. The majority of them are, are fifers as well which is you know which is good so that's the direction that we're trying to go in um yeah I feel like there yeah there's there's some smaller things that I could get in the set pieces and all that kind of stuff as well but in the main, I feel like we're going in in, in that direction if we can get the consistency to come now with it, then I think we could be a right good side.
2: Cool. thank you for answering that one. Um, next one from Stuart Um uh, Been punished a lot um, due to lack of pace, particularly in centre uh, centre defence. Do you have any plans to resolve that issue in January?
3: So, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I necessarily agree with that. We've been hurt on the transition of when we lose the ball sometimes, and that's that's not necessarily about the centre halves. So I think in the way we play. Um, you some we sometimes leave the you know the centre halves can be exposed, but I, I've not really seen that very much. I don't, from memory, think of anybody running away from Pagey or Easter or Jacob. I think, uh, and as I say, we've conceded less goals this year, so I think that's probably one of these where I would say like I need, you know and. I don't see that. I think maybe we've been countered on. What we've been trying to work on is obviously trying to stop that and break the play up. I think when you play Dumbarton and Steny, one of the things you'll see is that they foul a lot. And I mean that within a, in a complimentary way, they stop the game. And again, that's a bit of experience, a bit of nous, to know when to do that. I think we've been doing that better of late um, as well, just trying to stop that game. Um, so I think that, that I, I don't recall many goals we, that we've conceded um from people running away from our center halves if I'm being honest. So I probably wouldn't I probably wouldn't accept that. Uh, but could we defend better at times? Of course we could. And again I come back to you know as a former defender I think consistency of team selection, partnerships, that type of thing is important. You know, and I think that when we've you know we went through a, a kind of not bad wee run uh kind of prior to Dunbar uh, I, I think as well, and we had a bit of consistency in terms of in terms of you know team selection and that type of thing as well, and that breeds confidence, and then that obviously helps. But I, I wouldn't want to be accused of making excuses for uh, there. So yeah, I, I'm not sure I'd accept that one.
2: Cool, that's fine. Um, Grant Easton said you played as a right back and a centre half for us. Why can't we defend corners? Grant adds when a ball drops to us in the box. Purely, uh, Surely their priority is to hoof the ball over the halfway line, but we can't seem to clear it more than five yards.
3: We've conceded less goals this year than last year in terms of set pieces. We've hardly conceded any goals directly from set pieces. Dumbarton, I remember, obviously hurt us with a header in the last minute. Um, and I think Steny got one that kind of bobbled about. It was actually cleared and it deflected back in. So we've not conceded many from uh from set pieces. Uh, It's been something that we've changed how we do our set pieces and we we look a bit better. At times, should we clear our lines more? Yes. Um, It's something that I've spoken to lads about. You know, at times we have to remember we're in League Two. We can't, like, pass our way out of problems at all times. And at times we need to do some of the basics. You'll maybe hear me shouting some things like that at the side of the pitch as well, that maybe we we need to put our foot through the ball a few times. I mean, if you think back to Peterhead, you know, at the start of the season, they did us with a long ball over the top you know, that caught us out and and that type of thing. Uh, And actually up at Peterhead as well, a long ball that kind of, you know, that caught us out. Could we be a bit more direct at times or, you know, or or a bit more, uh, I suspect, Grantsling for no-nonsense stuff? Yes. Yeah, I'd accept that. Yeah. Uh, But again, I come back to we've conceded less goals and we've conceded less goals from set pieces uh, so far as well.
2: A question of mine, um, Greg, um, and don't punch me for this the next time you see me at Bayview is, is our, our set pieces for me as a fan I find very frustrating particularly yeah. from free kicks and throw-ins obviously evident at the Bonnie game but throw-ins seem to have been a problem for us for a long time where uh, whoever it is picks it up say Liam Newton or say Sean duckett on the other side it's almost like they don't know what to do is that something that you're, you're working on in training or is it it just seems to be something that that hasn't improved
3: um we ha we have worked on it we've worked on it a number of times we um it, it's not always an exact science in a throwing as well because it depends what formation you're up against if the other opposition's got three or playing three five two or playing a different formation or that type of thing as well um you know we we like to try and play. Um, and maybe at times that's one of the things we spoke about in recent weeks to make it, us a bit more hard. If you were at four for, you would have seen majority of the throwings kind of went up the line and that type of thing that you do. Yeah. Then you move yourself twenty yards, thirty yards up the line. So that is a frustration of mine. It's something we have worked on. We will continue to work on it, and we need to get better at it. Um, we've put a lot of work into. I say our set pieces defensively. And that's why I was like, I'm not sure I didn't agree with the question in terms of like we've not lost a lot of goals from set pieces. It's something that touch wood, we we have done pretty well. You're always going to lose some goals. I mean, I think last time I was on the podcast, I think I said to you guys that the majority of goals in the lower leagues are scored from set plays uh, as well. Um, That's a frustration of mine that we've maybe not, we've scored more this year from set pieces than we did last year again. Um, but we don't score enough goals from set pieces. And, we, you know, you've yeah. tried to see us do different things depending on, yeah. you know, the opposition we're playing. We're trying to throw more different things at the opposition. Do they always come off? No. Um, does it always go in the net? Even if it does kind of come off the move? No. Um, but we have scored some headers from set pieces and that type of thing as well. We're physically, we're not bad size, especially with Fash and Shev if they're on the pitch, that type of thing. We're not a bad size, but we aren't the biggest side in the world. So it is a challenge for us. Um, and it's why people like Gregory Buchanan and that type of thing are, you know, can get paid handsome because they're, they're you know, they're very, very good players and they're physical, you know, they're they're strong physically. Um, but in the main, I think we've been handling it, handling those pretty well. It's more been the open play goals that have been frustrating for me that we have conceded too many of them and trying to stop them. So we keep all these kind of stats up, you know, I'll maybe bring them on next time or whatever for, for you guys as well in terms of how we've lost goals, where we've lost goals, where it's come from. Uh, and that type of thing but it's you know we do need to score more goals from set pieces but throw-ins I share I share that kind of frustration uh, with it yeah you probably hear me
2: sitting behind you going for every time we get a ball away from a throw-in but yeah Yeah.
3: and and I think if you think back to the Clyde game as well we scored four goals against Clyde away from home two of them actually started from us having a Mm throw-in You know that we've we've kept the ball, we've retained the ball from the throw and then we went on and had a good move and, and scored a goal. So it just shows that we can do it. We just need to yeah. do it more often. But as I say, the opposition sometimes has a has a kind of say in that. Um, you know as well, but I I think it is something that we are, yes yes it's something we're working on. Yes, it's something we can get better at. It's a basic basic thing, but you know these are the things as as, as I mentioned before. It's the small things that we're talking about. That try and get better, and that's why you know people say to me about you know things like set pieces, and I'll say, well, we're, we're defending them better than we did last year. That's a small marginal game. We yeah. need more of them across the pitch so that then we can we can we can move on uh, and get better. Are we going to never concede from a corner again? That's, yeah, I can't I can't honestly sit here and say that, Tealy. Are we going to keep the ball every throw in that we've got? I can't honestly sit here and say that, Teeley. Um, You know yeah. I'd love to be able to, and that is the reality of some of it. But can we do things better? Of course we can.
2: And and yeah, look, I don't think anybody's asking you to to do it every single time, but it's just certainly like if we're talking about sharing frustrations and and trying to understand things, I felt like it was a an important question to ask. And similar to our yeah. actual free kicks, have we scored a free kick since you've been a manager? For us,
3: that's a very good question. I think, beggar nickel not scored one. I think it was that pre season, um, and last year did we score any? I mean, it's a it's a specialist thing. We've got a few get different guys that take them. Yeah, um, I think you know, the closest person that came was was Scott Shepherd. to hit the bar, if I remember. Uh, yeah, right. I think Sheps are a couple that have kind of went close. Yeah, uh, Jack's got a not bad one on fast. He's got a decent striker, and we've not actually had a lot of direct free kicks. Yeah, um, you know, um, if I think about it, but yeah, it's not it's not something that we're yeah. particularly uh, prolific at. Yeah,
2: because I, I think the last one we had was Scott Mercer at Elgin I think that was Craw that was there at that time um, but yeah it's, it's just it's, it was one of the mm. points that a fan had made about
3: us from set pieces and, 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 and you know, I, I mean, tried to play it through my mind you know again one of my frustrations Lee just to go back to it is that we don't quite often the goals we score are very very good goals yes not as in a team move I'd love one to hit somebody in the arse and go in the corner, like for an own goal or that type of thing. And I know that people say, you know, like we get, you know, maybe penalties or things like that. We've not had one in ages, you know, that type of thing as well. So, you know, hopefully that kind of stuff changes. But yeah, we, we, it'd be great to score more kind of cheaper goals if you like, or maybe not. Is fancy, but in general, scoring more goals and in order to do that, you have to get the ball in the box more. You have to take more yeah. shots. Which are, these are the small things we've been trying to work on. We have been doing that, and you know, in in recent weeks, Bonnie Rigg like said we've been doing that in recent weeks. You know, we we've, we've been making a point of getting more crosses in the box. So there's no point having a six foot four centre forward to can like you know the, and not putting the ball in the box when you get into these areas. And sometimes we are guilty as a group, and this that you know ultimately must sit with me of trying to score the perfect goal. And, and I think that, you know, we need to pull the trigger more. It was evident on Saturday as well. There was a couple of times where we could have pulled the trigger and we didn't. Uh, and, and, you know, we we're, we are working on these things as well. What do you attribute that
2: to then, Greg? Do you think that it's uh, because we're trying to play in a similar way or do you feel it's lack of confidence
3: in the players? Both. Yeah, yeah. I would say sometimes, like, you know, we, we've got maybe a good pass and move or whatever and we're looking for the next pass rather than necessarily looking for the shot. I mean... You know, uh, when I played, I was very rarely over the halfway line, Lee. So whenever I did, I was looking for a shot. You know, I wanted to go um, and that type of thing. But I think then there's also a bit of confidence as well. There's, you know, confidence that comes from, you know, from from finishing. Um, you know, I think you're seeing it with Fash now. He's looking confident. He's nearly at double figures, which is good. Uh, you know, Shep started well, but it's kind of, you know, he's missed a couple uh, and that type of thing. But Shep, will, Shep you know, you will find in will he'll, he'll, he'll come good. He got 10 goals last year and I'm sure he'll get close to that again this year. You know, Jack and Shiv haven't scored yet. You know, there's been a combination of things there. Was it through, you know, through illness, injury, they need to get in the team and and they need to deliver. And they're both capable of doing that, more than capable of doing that. Terrific talents. You know, it's great to see Conor McManus back on the pitch and scoring goals again. I think you're starting to see from him what a terrific footballer he is. Trout's, you know, top scorer last year, second top again this year, even though he's playing sitting midfielder, he has a natural kind of ability to know when to get in the box and, and score goals. Kieran Miller's chipped in. You know, um, we've even had our fullbacks up the pitch. Both fullback in terms of Shawnee and uh, and, and and Newts and Murdo have all scored, which is good, which is really good. Pages are a header, you know, in in terms of scoring there, so that's great. But we need more of it from from you know from everybody, and we need to create you know and create more chances. That every manager will say that. Every manager will say that. But I'd love us to see to score some more scrappy goals. As I say,
0: Michael, can I? Tied in with that then, we had a couple Of folk mentioned about The character of the team So I mean the last two games Clearly disappointing results One point from I think six points That A lot of fans, I know I did Thought this is a chance, six points I was expecting six points From these two games And we ended up taking one And you've addressed the injury Situation, the bare bones Defensively, but there was a feeling amongst the fans that from those on the pitch, it kind of felt almost like there was a lack of fight from the team, which might be unfair to to say that. But it's about character and the perception of the character, I guess. Like you might argue, well, no, they gave their all, but the perception uh. from those watching was that there wasn't. And you've talked a couple of times this team, a couple of times this season about. The team's maybe failed a character test. Do, do you feel you've got the right mix of characters in the team?
3: Um, I think we could do with, you know, a couple more vocal leaders, uh, if I'm being honest with within there. I do think we've got leaders that are not necessarily all on the pitch. You know, for example, Pagey, you know, Pat, excellent talkers of the game, and maybe we miss them as well. But other people are leaders in different ways. Uh, Michael, you know, I was a talker, I did that to so that I, that helped me concentrate but I played with other guys who didn't really open their mouth but they led by example um, as well and there's different ways to do leadership and there's different ways to be a character, Um, you, you know from there, we need to do it as a collective uh, and I think that's probably what, what I would say to that, there's no point in us having maybe five or six guys at it, we're not a good enough side to have five or six guys playing well and win a game of football, we need to have I think I'm on record, I we need to have eight or nine playing well and, you know, I think that the times this season, we've had guys that have been a nine out of 10, but we've had, and then the very next week, there are five, you know, what we need to do is try and make sure that they're a seven or an eight every week, you know, and to get to that level. That's where we need to get to. We have got characters in the team. Are they all necessarily on the pitch just now or, or you know, or have been during the season? No, um, you know, Bonnie Rigg, Bonnie Rigg was a disappointing performance. I speak to my players. I've got close relationship with them. If for a, at any point I thought I'd lost them, I would go. I, I, honestly, I would. I would just pick up the phone to Jim and say, get somebody else, right? I would. Um, and I watch them in training. I see how they respond to that. We've got the you know GPS so we can see the distances they do, how much they run. And, you know, it's it's funny because people say to me all the time about, you know, do, do, does this player cover enough? Do they, do, do they run as much? They don't seem to run as much. And I know that they do because I can see all the stats for it and things as well. Bonnie Rigg, you know, sometimes you just got to accept he didn't play very well. You know, we just did not play very well at all. And yes, I've covered some, you know, so, some reason or mitigation for that, but it wasn't an excuse. And I said after the game, there is a way to lose a game of football. Um, like Stenhouse Muir was a good example. You know, we lost against Steny, but we lost with their keeper making a save in the last minute and, you know, and that type of thing. And we were banging on the door and we were asking questions away from home against the league leaders, you know. So I went into the Bonnierig game full of, like, with the same expectation as you did, Michael. Um, what I would say is, Saturday wasn't a poor result and I'll honestly I'll argue like till I'm blue in the face with anybody about that because I was there um, and I was standing at the side of that pitch and I could see how difficult those conditions were and uh, and four were you know on a high after just beating Peter Head as well and we had to dig in you know we played poorly on Friday and it's hard as a player to say when well, you know you've played poorly maybe lacking a bit of confidence to go and dig something out is actually a very very good point so listen I'm always disappointed when we lose a home game. Absolutely, especially in the manner in which we lost to Bonnie. And as I said to you, if we won that, it would be fifth with a game in hand. Mm-hmm. So it was. That's why I was. I know I spoke to Lee about that. I was particularly down after that game because it was it was disappointing. But the you know the, the these players would never chuck it. You know they might have played poorly, um, and we all have nights like that. I've had many games, many many games, probably too many games like that myself. Like where you do, you know you you. you it doesn't matter what you do. It's just not going to happen for us. But I think in all the games, as I say, that we've lost this year, nobody's really battered us with the exception of the Bonny Red game where we were poor and take taking excuses out of it and the Peterhead game. You know, we've lost to, we've lost four times to Dumbarton. Sorry, Stenny and Dumbarton. You know, we've lost twice to each of them. And, you know, they've been really, really close games. You know, and those guys are at the top of the table because they were able to, rather than get a point against us, they were able to grind out three. And that's what we need. That's we're not there yet. We're not there, and that's you know ultimately that's on me. But that's where we need to get
0: to. Talking of the forfar game, we actually have a three-part question from Peter Rutherford about the forfar game. But before we get into that, what I would say is I, I came away from watching that game on Saturday, and afterwards, I, when it was over, I switched it off and said to my wife, "Why the fuck are we still playing winter football in Scotland?" it it just looked those I think the,
3: problem, like, the problem the problem you've got Michael I think is when do you take the break you know yeah.
0: so well, you i mean a, you've got you a month a break, break, break now if you make the playoffs you seem to have a month and then you're back at pre-season
3: well yeah i think it was it was just under 4 weeks that we had off in the summer um you know from from when the from the playoffs to when we started back pre-season um, as well, but it's also when you take that break, you yeah. know, and and that type of thing. So, um, you know, I think there was games called off in was it September or something like that as well. So yeah, you know, it is. It, listen, I was, it was, it was horrible. Go on, ask ask the question about the Forfar. Right, yeah,
0: I know. Because so Peter says away at Forfar, you faced ten men for almost fifty five minutes, and Forfar only kept one striker up top. Which I might disagree with that myself, because I I think at some times they were going two or three up front. But anyway, to the naked eye, there was no change in formation or style of play in order to get the three points. I have three questions about this. So we'll we'll just do them one at a time. So the first one, whilst I understand there was a lack of first team options from the bench, why did we not show more bravery and go for the win?
3: So again, I would come back to confidence as a thing after last Friday night. So you got it, you know, in terms of that. But in the second half, that you know, and this is going to sound like an excuse, and I don't want it to, but I, I'm going to say it anyway, um, because Peters went to the time to ask me a three part question, which I, you know, I love that from. Him, um, that the basically, you know, it was trying to play against the wind. So when Forfor cleared the ball at that point, it's how many times did Alan Fleming take a bye kick? So we are basically starting from scratch at the back and having to pass it up. We can't launch it because I think if you watch the highlights back, there's a couple where we put them in the air and they just come back to you, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, they're blown back against us. So we had to try and pass through for, for or down the sides of them. My criticism of us was I felt we could have went down the sides a little bit more. We put some crosses into the box, but not enough. Um, and I think the guys were trying to look at different ways. We tried to pass through them. I remember Brogan having a good chance with Trout's pass the ball into him, you know, as well. And and Gregor had a couple of crosses when he came on. I felt like we could have crossed it more. You know, as I say, I've got a good relationship with my players and, I, you know, I, I trust them and I spoke to them after it as well in terms of the conditions where were were really tough. And it's a frustrating thing that when you, you know, your opposition really just has to clear the ball once and you're you know you're back at your own goal line and you're then going back to take the ball and having to start again. It's almost like a kind of wave of attack game, but it helps for them what they do. So they played 4-1, 4-1 um and made sure they had a mobile striker up there. And you know, I think when you see Mark McCallum's like kind of kicks and that type of thing as well. It's coming down on the edge of the 18 yard box with snow on it. We've got to deal with it. Um and then it's about a second ball in the middle of the pitch. And actually we won quite a lot of them you Know and battling with them, but when it, it was just the, I would say the wind behind made that very difficult. Could we have done a bit better? Yes, yes. Um, could we have won the game? I'd like to see a wee bit more from us in terms of that. Could we have lost the game possibly? And I referenced it in the post match, we lost a very similar game at the end of the season last year with a very strong wind. You know, all right, yeah, we had a couple of kids playing in that type of thing as well. Uh, at the end of the season, but we actually lost that one, Michael. So I think when you take into account the confidence side of things. I think when you take into the fact that we had nine players training during the week, like at a score of 22, we had nine players training, right? And as I say, Stuart Murdoch played, you know, leg, ankle hanging off. There was a number of boys under the weather and not feeling right. I actually turned around to, to look to put Shiv on uh, we had about half an hour to go and he was the same colour as my gran when she died. He was, he was, you know, he was not in a, uh, you know, he was, he just, the kid was not well. And, you know, just with the conditions, he'd been in his bed all week. He put his hand up to say, listen, I want to come. I want to be involved, Gaffer. Okay, you know, came up and he just, he was grey. um, And I thought, I can't, I've got a duty of care there as well that I can't use him, you know. And young Gregor went on, as I say, putting a couple of crosses and the boys battled manfully. I relied on my experienced players to get us through that. Um, and you know they did. So whilst that point may be disappointing, there's some there's some reasons to be positive uh, about it as well.
0: You've kind of touched on the the other two things that Peter raises here. So uh, he says, why was there no change in style of play, particularly with the wind against us in the second half? But you would argue that there was a slight change.
3: Yeah, I would argue there was a slight change uh, as well because it got very strong. We were looking for, I don't want to give too much, there was key things we were looking for in the first half, you know, in terms of balls in behind certain areas of Forthorne. Um, as well, and the wind the, the wind behind us kind of made that made that difficult at times, but we passed the ball well. The second half, we couldn't do that. We thought we were going to be able to in the first half because of the way the wind was. We thought when we were playing against the wind the second half, we will be able to look for it because it will hold up, it will run out the pitch like it was doing in the first half. However, when you came out for the second half, the wind was so strong, we had to revert to a passing style of play because when it's like that, you can't go the aerial route. You know, I think we we you know we put and invariably at times you will go a little bit more direct sometimes towards Fash because he's you know as I say he's six foot four, but you're only one clearance away for having to start again right at the other end of the pitch, you know uh, as well. So I think that whilst I respect the the question and looking for maybe different different kind of um, ways to break that down, there's loads of ways to skin a cat. You know, and it's about making the right decision and, and finding one. Is that something? Are we made? Have we made enough right decisions? You know, whether it was Saturday or previously, no decision making. Something that we need to do better. You know, as a team, um, but I can't. I couldn't fault them for effort. And and honestly, I was standing at the side of that pitch. I don't know who like who was all there and what it was like for supporters in the stand. But it was yeah. It Lee was looked very,
0: frozen. He sent
3: a picture. <laughs> it was it was very difficult, and and that's not an excuse. That's just that's just reality. Uh, I'm afraid so. Um, yeah, look, listen. Would I want a three points? Yes. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I think if you'd, t- you know, people sometimes say to me, "Why do you not go back to your via play formation and be hard to beat?" I get that all the time from supporters that I bump into in the bar or whatever. Yeah. And then when you go and you kind of focus on, okay, let's make sure we get a clean sheet today. You know, let's try and be hard to beat. You get the question of well, why? Why did you not go and try and win the game? Of course, we tried to win the game, but you open up too much and maybe lose one. You know, and that's that's the kind of the balance that you need to find um there. So listen, I was pleased with the point. Um disappointed not to get three, but I again I think given what happened on the Friday and given the fact that we're trying to, as I say, build something and get incrementally better, then I think a point was uh was decent enough given the
0: conditions. I think as well, a lot of it is perception, because I'll be honest, my perception of the game as well was we tried to just play long balls into the wind, especially from like the left-hand yeah. side, almost at the halfway line. Yeah. Also, I, I had a, I wondered why Shiv hadn't come on, so you, you have explained that, because I, I was one of those folk that's like, why have you not made more fucking subs, as yeah. you addressed earlier? But the last thing here kind of touches on that as well. Um, Peter says... There were a number of under-20s on the bench in both this game and the Bonnie Rig game. Whilst I understand concerns about protecting them from a poor match, conversely, what message does this send them around trusting their abilities to come on and make a difference, rather than simply being there on a tokenistic level?
3: I mean, they're definitely not there. I'm tokenistic. These guys train with us, and and you know, and that type of thing as well. You know, and I'm trying to promote them. We did it with, you know, with some of the other young guys that you are seeing playing every week. The idea is to give these guys experience. I made a, I made a decision as the manager to say, listen, we're a weight of for. We've just come off the back of a poor result. We are very much in the fight of this game, and we could win it you know, um, by doing what we're doing and by sticking and trying to make sure we get something uh, out of the game. Um, and that was a decision I made to rely on some of my senior players uh, for that one. So people might not like that, but that was the reason on Saturday. Um, and the Bonnie game, things were, it wasn't it wasn't a good game to come on to. We were obviously getting a bit of stick and we were 3-0 down and whilst yes, there's an experience thing there. It's also about these guys being in the, you know, being in the dressing room and understanding the, the demands that have to be there. Um, I probably also say as you worried about them on Saturday. If I put them on, they might have blown away because they're still developing <laughs> in terms of physical size. Yeah. And it was a very physical game. I was talking to Andy Monroe after the game uh, at Flofer as well. And we were saying, you know, it was a basically two paracetamol in bed because it was just a big game of headers at times, and that's what League Two can do, and that's what that kind of those conditions can do. And I think if you see the the three under twenties that were on the bench and Logan and uh, and Jude and Brendan, none of them are particularly big physical guys. I mean, Gregor's not either. Um, that, that came on, and it was quite a physical game, Michael. So there's there's things like that that you know you've got to you've got to maybe consider. These guys are very much part of the plan. Um, you know, I have to say that, and we will use them. You know, we'll, like. Uh, like you know they have the same opportunity as everybody else to try and get a start as well. I'm not afraid to use these guys at any point it's certainly not tokenistic um but in those games I just didn't think it was it was the the right changes I say that the the um the Bonnie game we'd already made two changes in the first half and we had concerns over a couple of players that were on the pitch so if I'd made a third substitution say to bring Brendan on for Bash or Scotty or somebody like that and we lose Easty we're suddenly then 3-0 down down to 10 men and you know we could be on the end of something sore so that's what I mean by context there's always something kind of behind this I've already shown that I'll put them on um, you know we've done that with a number of players I think Jack was an impact player kind of you know with this maybe at the start of last season he then played most of the second half of the season for us you know Brogan started the season last year, got injured. We brought him back into the team, you know, in the kind of after Christmas and he kind of kicked on um, as well. So we will play these guys. And Brendan and Jude and Logan and, and Co are doing, and doing really well. Young Jay's doing quite uh, well in the 20s. You know, Charlie Murray uh, is kind of there. We could have put Charlie out on loan. We've kept him in the building as well. Uh, unfortunately, he's been unavailable the last few weeks as well. You know, we we will try and use these guys. My job is to pick, the right, pick and choose the right times to use them. But again, legitimate criticism to say that maybe I should do that more. You know, that's personal opinion. No problem with that.
0: ST Witherspoon says, This is now basically your squad. Do you feel that the squad you have assembled is good enough? Do you realistically think that this is a team that can actually compete against the better teams in the league? Given the fact that we have just one point against them and basically have only been able to beat the two teams that are with us at the bottom of the table... I would just add to that as well. Why are we struggling, do you think, against the top teams as much as we are this season?
3: Yeah, I, I think there's a couple of things there. Like As I say, we've not been battered by any of those teams either. No. Um, we've had really close games with them. And there's a wee bit there in terms of that kind of leadership, that kind of nous as well to get us over the line. And <laughs> there's been individual errors uh, within that, um, you know, as well against these guys. A bit of decision making uh, at times that have cost us. Um, it gives me, as I say, a lot there's been three opposition managers that have said to me as well that, you know, you're the best football inside that we've faced. And you know, and as I, I mentioned it earlier, I'm aware that, you know, when we look at that, that, that's the soft underbelly that I'm talking about, Michael. You know, we should be, you know, there was we should have had kind of probably, you know, two points from Dumbarton in terms of the draw. We should have had a point at least from Steny. Um, you know, as well, we should be better off having got those. A bit like what we did at Spartans, you know, found ourselves 2-0 down, showed a wee bit of character, a wee bit of belief, and we went and got that. I think we've had one more draw than we did at this point last year as well, and one less win. Um, I think it's from 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 where we are. So it is there. We just need it more consistently. Um, uh, as well. It's a legitimate kind of criticism, but that's the kind of soft underbelly I'm talking about. We need to go and dig some of these things. You know, We need to go and dig these results out. And that's one of the aspects that please me about Saturday.
2: Sorry, just to interject a quick question on the back of that. So obviously you've been manager for a year now, and uh-huh. you're saying that there's, there's slight improvements or marginal gains over where we are last year. Do you think that marginal gains is good enough like I think that, and this isn't me criticising you. I'm just trying yeah. to play tables advocate yeah. you. But you know, if you're if you're looking at a squad that's a year on, you've added your own players to it. Mm. If we're comparing it year by year, you're saying there's not much difference. Do, do you feel happy with that?
3: No, I'm not happy with that. You know, I, like I've said that I'm I'm frustrated. I feel like we should be higher higher up than where we are, Lee. But you know, league tables don't lie. Um, You know, and marginal gains is what we're, you know, we're going for. We can't go boom and bustly. You know, I'd love to be able to sit here and say to you that I'm going to get, you know, that we're going to splash the cash and we're going to get, you know, half a dozen guys. If that's not, we, we're we not in that position. So we have to look at small mar- marginal gains. What I would also say is we are not a million miles away from beating some of these teams as well. Like, and we, as I say, we've given them games. If we were losing four or five nil, like, you know, in terms of every week to the teams that are above us, then yeah, you know we need more than the marginal gains, but that's that's what it is. It's small margins between these teams. I think the first goal is so important as well. When we get the first goal, we 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 invariably don't lose, you know, and we go on to we go on to win games, and we need to focus more on 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 doing that part. It's so important this division. Every manager, you know, we sit down and have a beer after the game normally, um, and and you know, or catch up, and we all know that that the first goal is really really important for us as well. So I'd be more concerned if we were. You know, if we were miles away from these teams, I don't think we are. Um, and as I say, when I look at my squad, you know, caveat of we need to get rid of some of the injuries and get the the, the guys available. I think it's, in a, it's a more balanced and better squad than we had at this stage last year. But do we need to add to it? Yes, I would say we do. We're not the finished article. We've had two windows um, since we came in, at, you know, and we're not shopping in the biggest of pools. I'll be honest with you about that. And so I think our recruitment in the main, I think you mentioned it at the start, uh, Michael, that, you know, our recruitment in the main has been good, but we're, you know, are we underperforming for for the ability that we've got? Then, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and try and say to you we're not. I want us to be higher up than where we are. Just because I want that doesn't make it happen. I need to focus on the, you know, the, the the actual, you know, the the reality of the situation, work on stuff in training, improve those weaknesses and use you know, and myself and my staff use our skills as coaches to improve the group uh, and move us on, which is what we did last year, and it's what we'll try and do again.
0: I mean, one of the things I've been saying this season around that is, you look at our squad, and I don't think it's a squad that should be where it currently is in the table. So then you have to ask, why is that? Is it that the players aren't performing to the best of their ability? Are you not getting the best out of them? Is it the tactics? Is it just a combination of all factors? Yeah, and I think a wee bit of confidence probably in there as well. I think
3: you know that's, that's it's a massive, massive part of of football, particularly in the in the lower leagues as well. But I think it's a combination of uh, yeah of all those things.
0: That's yeah, that's fair to say. We, we, we've got a couple of questions coming up about the the transfer window. I, I appreciate we've been uh, chatting a while, but we've got a few more still to come. So a number of League Two sides are going to have a money-spinning Scottish Cup game in the next round, which obviously we do not have the, the luxury of. Yeah. That's given them extra money. It's simple one for me to start with. Like, do you have a budget at all for this transfer window?
3: So it's probably important to say that from a, from a Scottish Cup perspective, it's kind of like a year behind, Michael. So it, Right. And, and so the, yeah, whilst the Dunbar game will... Haunt me to my last day on this planet Um, I think the last year is then impacting this year because that's the way it kind of works we've not been past the second round for five years Michael five years you know so and that's something that we need to do I was away that's one of the reasons why it was that will haunt me that game because I knew the importance of it you know, to try and help us. You know that you know Lee's obviously involved in some of the commercial side of it, and you know we uh, we're not going down the route of what happened to Edinburgh City or that sort of thing. But we don't have a lot of money. I think, as I say, anybody who's been to one of the last three AGMs will tell you that. And it's a post-COVID thing, and you know, and it makes it tough. Does get knocked out the Scottish Cup hurt that even more? Yes, it absolutely does. Um you know, and what I would say is you know the the club will get you know we will try and do everything we can to you know to bring in players um you know there's obviously been a couple that have maybe moved moved on um you know over the last kind of couple of months as well for example ross felt we sold and 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 that type of thing so there's a little bit of leeway for us, not much um so we will you know we'll try and be smart about that um, as as well if we can um and and that's just that's just the reality of the situation. Uh, Michael and that's you know it's not an excuse but it's important that I sit here and I don't want to be the bearer of bad news but that is the reality of where we are at the moment is recruitment is you live and die as a manager by recruitment and it's not easy and it's getting harder
0: yeah well yeah because you've got teams in the Lowland league that are splashing the cash and it's a very changing face of Scottish football and I think it is important that the fans just appreciate just how I mean I I've heard stuff about the losses made by the club this year, and it's, it is alarming. And obviously, that is going to affect the, the playing budget as well. And there's there's a few more questions coming up that that Leo asked just now just about this window.
3: Yeah, I would probably just say just on that budget point, Michael. Just to come back to that as well. One of the reasons I got this job is because for the last like you know six years or whatever, like you know, is before I came back to be Stevie's assistant, I worked in developing young players at Park Thistle. Paul's yeah. been the last ten years at Hearts. We've got this job because we're, you know, we you know we've been working at Premier League size developing young players, and that that was, you know, one of the the things behind it. And as I say, that's I stood in front of the board and said, like, that's what I would do. Like, I, I speak to the chairman all the time, and Jim always says to me, in fairness to him, like, if, if there's something comes up, bring it to me, and we'll see what we can do. He always says that, uh, you know, and I know there's, you know, it's not like there's a bottomless pit or a sugar daddy somewhere for for Wife. That's not the case, you know, for it. And, you know, I'll never, I'll never kind of complain about the the finances that we get. It's just, it's just the challenge that I face. Other managers have got different challenges, whether it be managing a large squad, you know, uh, guys that have got a huge ego or whatever. There's different challenges that come with, you know, with each of these ways of doing things this is the way that we are doing things, uh, you know, just now. And that's what I'm kind of committed to. If there's somebody else that comes in, if there's, you know, I don't see a, a Saudi billionaire coming to take over these five, or, you know, hopefully if Lee wins the Euro Millions or something like that, then yeah, we can, you know, we, we can look to we, things might be different, but that's not where we are. And, you know, there's no point complaining about it. It's about, you know, it's about getting on with the job.
0: Yeah. Lee, imagine if a Saudi billionaire comes in, the tea towel sales you could do in the club shop.
2: Honestly, the I would have to do like the Emirati uniform and in, in black and gold and stuff, mate. I would make a mint. Um, but yeah, look, I, I think some of these questions are, are very samey, Greg. That I've got yeah. Up. So give, given how long we've we've had you on, we'll try and condense them. So um, right. a few people have asked if if have you got targets lined up. Um, so that was a, another one from Grant. Um, what and what, what position do you feel like we need to strengthen?
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, I'm getting updates on kind of the injury situation as well just now, because I think it's all very well. I think if you'd asked me at the start of December, I'd have told you that I had specific kind of areas that I wanted to improve within the team. uh, I think given some of the injuries that we've had um, lately, we might have to change that focus. And that's probably a thing that people don't maybe appreciate, Lee, as well, that maybe if we were, say, for example, we were targeting another attacking player, but then you lose, you know, your you know two centre-halves or, you know, in the situation we're in defensively, you know, Jacob's getting a scan to find out how long he's, you know, whether he's it's just going to be an injection or whether he needs an operation. So I'm waiting to get the answers to, to some of these. Um, we're talking to several people, um, you know, at the moment so that you can have a list of targets. Um, you know, and how it's it's a challenge to 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 obviously get them. You need to have multiple because it's you know it's not like a done and dusted deal. Just because you speak to somebody, we're all talking to the same players. You know, I think we have spoke before about you know when Edinburgh City when things happened there. You know, I've had a lot of people say, "Oh, is it possible to we'll get him? Is it possible to we'll get him?" Yeah, I was, one of, I was one of probably half a dozen managers phoning guys to say, you know, like, and talk to them. Some of them were within our, you know, within our remit We were within our budget. We couldn't do that. And, you know, and other ones, maybe I didn't think were the right fit for, for us. Um, But yes, we've got different kind of targets and hopefully the the injury situation will become clear, um, uh, you know, as well over the next kind of, well, we're at training again tomorrow night. So hopefully then I can get a kind of clearer view on that. And then hopefully we'll, we'll be able to move. It's a bit slower, this window at the moment so far, I would say. You know, not a lot has moved, um, but it tends to kind of work in a kind of concertina effect, like when the, the championship clubs start moving, you start to see stuff moving from there. Uh, and we'll see. So there's a few teams that have said, you know, like for example, managers and players on loan, you know, um it, it might be possible if we get this one. So it's that kind of that kind of thing as well. But we're we're certainly talking to a few and and yeah, we'll look to try and make us better.
2: Oh, that's fine. Um, Liam Thompson said you've been on record saying a few times that East Fife aren't the richest club, um, and I'm going to paraphrase this question: Do you think that that's where do you think our player uh, budget is um, in comparison to other uh, teams in our division? and Do you feel like we're at the lower end of that scale?
3: Yeah, um, you know, I, 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 I'm good mates with with, uh, uh, with Robbie at Reg I'm obviously good mates with Aggie, that type of thing, and we've got we've got like similar budget to those guys. In fact, same budget as those guys. So just to, just as a kind of you know, I'm confident enough to kind of say that. I know that some of the others, when I look at their squads, I think they must be higher. I don't know for a fact, but they must be, um, because some of the players that we spoke to maybe you know were were able to tell me what they were what they were earning. There are we still competitive? Yes. I would say that we're still competitive. So, like, I'm not going to sit here and say that you know we, we we've got the lowest budget in the division and we're not and you know we're not competing that way. That would be disrespectful to the gym and, and to guys like yourself who went and worked hard to get sponsor money in for the club and that sort of thing. We're definitely still competitive, but it's more just getting that. I think sometimes when people say to me, you know, can we not? I had it's funny. I had a text earlier tonight as well from somebody saying, can you just go and get this guy? And you're like, right, OK, it's sometimes I think it's just that like almost reality of, well, hang on a minute, guys, that, that we we were not in a position to do that one financially. And I think some people maybe think that Jim and the board are maybe sitting there on that, you know, can it with the checkbook stuff that we are hiding it away from me or whatever that there's a There isn't. We get every, we get like what there is. You know and i'll go and try and spend it and i'll go make an offer that i think is you know what we can afford and if it's good enough to get it done great you know we're looking for players that probably aren't looking for money and that's you know one of the things that we might criticize maybe some of the senior players almost all of our senior players could go to other clubs and earn more money they're here because they love playing for the club they enjoy it they like the way we play football um as well and that's an important aspect to have so again when people say to me you know i think the players have chucked it if they wanted to do that they, you know there's a they could go and earn more money probably elsewhere um, I would say a lot of them but there's a big thing to be said for the fact that they enjoy playing for the club and and you know yeah we're going through a tough time just now and that doesn't kind of um, it, it doesn't kind of take away from that they need to do a bit better but at the same time they're here because they want to be here and that's why I believe as well that we'll go in the right direction. Greg, do you expect to lose any players in this window? I, I don't think you can ever say ever, eh, never Lee um, if I'm being honest um, I think I'm not. I'm not expecting it, but I think, as I said to you, it's just starting to move just now. And if somebody comes in and wants to kind of maybe take somebody, um, that's a question for the board, not me. Really, a lot of the time as well. So somebody came in and made a bid for a player or whatever. But you know what I would say is, you know, there, there was interest in some of our players maybe last January, um, and, and things, and in some of the guys who were under contract at the end of the season. And a lot of the guys chose to say, do you know what? No, I want to stay at East Fife. I want to kinda, of, yes, I want to move, but I want to move higher than, you know, another part time team, for example. Um and so I don't think you can ever say uh ever, ever, ever I don't think you can never say never. Um so we'll wait and see what what kind of happens with it. I mean, like for example, if you'd asked me that last year about MERS at that point, Lee, that was not something that we thought about doing. Um, you know uh, and then Edinburgh City came in you know quite near the end and I had the decision to make and I had to look at it and I think that you know people talked to me about what we did in January in terms of you know seven out and four in you know we made an awful lot of changes you know we moved Steely to right back we moved Sam from left side centre half to right side centre half we brought Pagie in who's a talker and an organiser and some people were like really is you know is Pagie the right sign and I think you know he proved his worth for us you know, and over the season, Big Aidan Quinn came in and was great, you know, for us. I moved Liam Newton from center midfield to left-back and kind of changed things. So we ch- we made a lot of changes with some of the guys that we already had as well. And it was about, as I say, improving the the, the balance and stuff. But as I sat here, I couldn't have told you that Merce was going to go uh, at that point. And then it came up and actually allowed us to do one or two other things and that, you know and i had to make that decision really that you know it, it was the right thing to do for the club it might not be popular you know losing scott mercer was not a popular decision but it was the right one and so you know and i just had to kind of take that and you know ultimately if i get it wrong then i'll be out of a job so you know that's that's the way the cookie crumbles um so you, you just don't know how it's going how it's going to go mate
2: yeah. Apologies to Brian uh, Goffton because one of his questions was quite similar to that and I didn't want to not read it out. Brian's been a big fan oh. of the show. Um, But are you expecting it to be loan players that, that we bring in, likely?
3: Uh, probably a combination. Um, Yeah, we'll see what's out there in terms of, got a couple of kind of trialists listing this week, Um, uh, you know, as well, kind of free agents, uh, having a wee look at them. Um, Yeah, and talking to players about loans. So I would say it probably will be loans. Um, but we'll see cool. how these guys do as well. And I wouldn't want to shut the door on anybody. So, yeah. Awesome, um, John Waddle asks. First of all, how are you? <laughs> Do you know what? I, I appreciate. Tell, I really appreciate that, John, as well. I don't. I think sometimes that people think that you know we're you know hard faced bastards as, as managers, and we go home, we don't kind of think about it, or we're just borderline alcoholics, which. To be honest, over the festive period, possibly. Um, but you no, know, I think that, you know, you know me as well, Lee. Like, I think you see me after the Bonnyrigg game. Like, I, you know, I'm committed to this. And I'm bought in, right? And for my sins, like, I, you know, I, I work for these five basically six days out of seven. And Sunday's meant to be my kind of family day. But if we've lost, you know, uh, I think that, yeah, Jen's probably sick of my face, tripping about, uh, about the place as well. You know, I take it home, I do, but I'm trying to, yeah, I, I think I. I'm confident in what I'm doing, and I and I'm kind of bought into the process. And when I'm in, I'm fully in uh, to it as well. So listen, my job is to be a leader. I, I came on as I say, it would have been easy for me to hide away for being here tonight, but I wanted to come on and be kind of open and honest for you guys. People, some people won't like what I'm saying, Lee. They won't like it at all, and it might not change their opinion of me. But my job is to kind of be the guy that says that. But thanks, John. I'm I'm okay. I'm up for the fight, you know. Um, and and that's where we need to be. We need to get the sleeves rolled up, the chest stuck out and we need to go fight for the badge i seen it for the players on saturday and we need it you know when we get more of them back as well and we need that from now until the end of the season it's so important for the you know the supporters i know that there's not many not many like you know we're not a massive club but when the supporters get behind the players what a difference it, it makes them and i know the players have got a duty to kind of give them something to get behind um but you know i think if we can if we can all stick together our refs stuff on saturday i know it's not easy you know i know it's not easy but it's you know it's, we, you need to take that off with a smooth, and we'll come through this, uh, and, and I'm sure we'll kick on. And that's the aim for us all. So thanks, John, for your question. I Appreciate it.
2: That's the first part of the question. <laughs> <The second part laughs> question.
3: you to <laughs> slaughter me now,
2: isn't he? <laughs> can case, can you get John? to fuck <laughs> <me now>. <laughs> <laughs> the second part of the question? Was do you feel that you could change things around? And, and I'll paraphrase the next question, um, Michael, for you as well. As, yeah. do you feel that like
3: you're still the man for the job? Yes. Yes and yes. I, if I didn't Lee, I wouldn't be here. I, as I say, I, I kind of, this is, it, I like a fight, Lee. I, I do. I enjoyed it. It's how, you know, I was quite competitive as a player. Uh, I didn't have the greatest ability in the world, but I was quite competitive as a player. It's the way my brain works. Like, I want to go in the fight. I wish I could have been, you know, I wish I wasn't 41 and I could have got, like, got the boots on and able to help the, the, you know, the guys at, at, at times. But my way is to help them in different ways. My way is to be a leader, be open and honest, to try and take people with me. You know, that won't be possible in all cases, is to try and get the best out of the players as individuals. You know, I, I look at, like, take Liam Newton, for example. Liam was really, really disappointed in himself on Friday. He didn't have a good game against Bonnyrig. Mark, Darren Watson, at the game on Saturday, and Darren's obviously a good player, you know, who we know is absolutely lightning. And I thought Liam was terrific. And that's the type of thing that we need, that kind of response from from the guys. But it's not just a question of doing it once a month or once every three weeks, we need to do it week on week on week and get that consistency. So, listen, I'm up for the fight. I think, you know, my players are up for the fight. My staff are up for the fight, you know, and, you know, we're, we're, we're going to go into, you know, we we're, we're basically we're going to be running into these walls uh, and try and break them down and get to where we need to get to. So, um, I, I guess we am always going to be positive. I'd be in the wrong job if I wasn't, um, you know, but that's just the way I
0: am. We've got four more questions. I'll ask two. Leo asked two. Peter Rutherford had put a question in that you've kind of already answered it, and I'll just mention it because he he took time to to put it into the question. Just with the focus on youth at the club and with young players coming in and contracts expiring further up the the pyramid, do you feel that you and Paul are the the right people to develop these players in order? To improve the squad you, you already covered that When you spoke about The experience that, that you had And obviously if you didn't feel You were the right men for the job You wouldn't be in the job Yeah. But I just wanted to ad- address that But uh, ST Witherspoon asks Do you feel you have the backing From the fans? And I'll kind of add on to that Do you feel you have the backing From the board? Uh, yeah uh, So Let me cover right, well, I can kind of cover all of them Uh Michael,
3: I, you know, as I say, that's what me and Paul did for a job, right? Developing young players. It's one of the reasons why Stevie brought us in, um, as well. You know, to work with him because he's passionate about that. That's the way we see the game going, and that's what the job is, right? That that is where we are. So yes, absolutely. You no, know, Paul's first class on the pitch, working. You know, working with the, with the guys. Lindsay working with the goalies. We've got some, you know, we've got Flem and obviously two really talented goalies there as well. And I'm really happy with my staff and what we're what we're doing there. Uh, and we'll keep working hard. It's not easy. Um it's certainly a challenge. Um and I like the way that the players are adapting and They come in and try and get better every night. And that's that's all you can ask from a part-time team is uh, in terms of you know the training stuff. Do I still have the back end of the gym and the board? Yes. Um again, if I didn't think I did, Michael, I was in a position at Stall Albion where we went through a rough patch. And it was it was horrible in the, you know, in the background there was whole kind of there was challenges in terms of a fan takeover and different factions and in, inside the club that was button heads. And I was very much in the middle of it and it made it tough. It made it a nightmare, if I'm being honest at times, and and it just physically drained me and it was one of the reasons why I ended up kind of leaving in the end. Uh again, I well although I also lost the expectation battle after we got promoted. Um, in there so I'm you know I'm conscious of that it's one of the reasons why I mentioned the expectation at the start I'm yeah. conscious of that I've lived experience of this um, but I still yeah I've still got that back and I speak to Jim every day listen we have very honest conversations but I'm not an idiot I know that it's a results driven business and if I don't get more then I won't be in the business right that's 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 the reality of it but as I say I love that challenge of it um, and if they decide to change that, then there's not there's nothing I can do about that, Michael. That's just, you know, jockey, as I said before, Jockey Scott said to me, the only certainty in football management is one day you're going to get the bullet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that is the reality, and that's what we all work under, and that's the pressure that kind of comes with it. I think I've got the backing of the supporters. I know that you get a lot of vocal supporters on social media and stuff like that, and, you know, listen, I could hear some of the guys shouting on Friday night against Bonnie Rigg. Does it, you know... Do I feel that? Of course I feel that. You know, as I say, I've been at the club nearly 10 years, you know, in total. You know, I I consider East Fife as my club and, you know, in in terms of, you know, like the team that, the club that I'm behind and I want to see do well, as I say, I want what they want and so it kind of breaks my heart a little bit when I hear that but I can understand at the same time I'm also rational and can know that that's People are passionate about their football club and they want to see it kick on. Do I think I've lost all the supporters? No. Uh, there's some that I speak to that say, like, listen, I like the way we're playing football. We just need to get a bit more consistent. They like some of the young players. I mean, you're always going to hear for, you know, the 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 loudest ones. Um, you're always going to hear that. You know, and as I say, football, everybody has an opinion in football and wants to share it with people and social media gives them that platform for it. And one of the reasons why I wanted to come here tonight, as I said, was not to, Try and change people's mind or make excuses or whatever, but just to be able to kind of—I mean, some of the criticisms justified, like absolutely. Some of it needs checked, you know, in terms of you know maybe we're not playing enough youth players. I think was one of the criticisms for us, and that and that type. Of that thing was one. Well.
0: That was one of my criticisms. I think you know. Well, but, but, but by that, what I meant though, because I, I think that kind of grew arms and legs is what I meant and what how it was taken was. The the pathway, it's great. I know there's lots of young players coming through, but do they learn more by going to play in, say, Easter Scotland League mm. than being in and around the first team and playing the U twenties is all I meant by that. Yeah.
3: And, and again, it's a, so there's a process there as well, Michael. So if you look at like Charlie Murray, for example, Charlie's been out and played east of Scotland. He's now come back. You know, we put Kieran Healy out at the moment to, you know, to receive Callum Hanbrook's doing well on Lithgow Rose. I think we're just going to extend that till the end of the season as well. So we try and blood these guys into men's football, you know, as well. I'd actually, you know, had a decision to make, for example, on Brendan. I actually think, you know, Brendan... I feel like I would you know, I've already shown I'm not going to hesitate to play the kid. And actually I think he's not it's not like he's gonna grow two foot or something over the next kind of six months. He is so what he's a good player. I want him in, you know, in the in the squad. So I think it's a balance about whether, you know, is a guy gonna play, is he not gonna play? How do we get that and and do it? And I say it's not an exact science, but I think we've got actually a really good record of doing it. You know, we put Reese Beveridge out for a little bit as well, you know, we promoted Matty Rolo through you know, there's a number of these guys that have been brought in, and there's some, as I say, out on loan uh, as well, who are going to come back at different times, and that's what we're trying to do: just keep farming these guys, basically get them to a point where they can take over from, you know, from one of the older guys at, at, at some point, um, you know, as well. And that's that we're going to keep doing that. But as I say, that like that's there's always going to be criticism, always. And I can I can ne- I've said it before to you: I can never win this game. No, like, no. You know, no. we beat. I think the other week, I think we beat. Who was it? Elgin four now? And, you know, and I, I'm not on social media and one of my mates sent me a thing saying, you know, I think it was like, we should have had should have had the subs on earlier. And I'm like, right, OK, fine. You know, we've just won 4-0. Like, you know, <laughs> I can never, ever win that game, Michael. But, yeah, um, it, it just, you yeah, you just learn to deal with it.
0: It's, it's the nature of football. Everyone, as you say, always has an opinion. Everyone's keen to criticise. I mean,
3: yeah. I, and I I've think got... there's a 11- level. I was going to say, I just think, I think there's, you know, I think football opinions, I've got no problem with that. I don't like it when it gets personal um, or, or anything because I say I want what, what you guys want and what the supporters want. And, you know, I think there was maybe some criticism, maybe like, you know, people behind the club that were run by volunteers, you know, we need to make sure, we, this is what I mean, stick together. Yes, the football stuff, you know, they're just, like we can have criticism there of me and, you know, that's got to be directed at myself and the players, that's the business we're in. You know, I just want to make sure that we stick together as a club you know, and, and keep pushing in the right direction because ultimately we all, as I say, we all want the same thing. We're all, it takes time to build a team. We're trying to pull in the same direction. We need to all pull in the same direction. Otherwise I'll be back to kind of where I was at Stirling Albion at that time. And it was, it, it was horrible. It really was. So, you know, I, I think that would be my, my kind of message to to, to 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 us as a, you know, as a kind of collective.
0: Yeah. Uh, my very last question, I, this is just from me personally, what what do you feel you've learned as a manager since taking over at the club? How do you see yourself having grown as a manager and what do you feel you still need to work on?
3: Yeah, I'm constantly trying to improve, Mike. I'm constantly trying to get better. It's it's the mindset I have as a person um, and I want the players to have that. Um, I'm calmer. Um, you might not see it sometimes on a Saturday, depending on some poor decisions that we get. Um, I'm calmer in terms of looking at the, the rationally at what needs to be done. You know, it's not about necessarily being emotive. I, I think particularly with young players and that type of thing, the, the kind of younger generation, you know, the hairdryer comes out every now and then, but not. it's not the way to do things. I think I'm more calmer in terms of, and my job helps me with this, I've covered this before with you, that it's about working the problem. You know, and that's how we were successful last January because I was able to sit down and say, okay, what do we need? What's the right thing to do? And I referenced like the kind of MERS decision, signing PAG, you know, um, bringing in Big Aiden, bringing Scott Agnew in, making these decisions to say, right, okay, what's the right thing to do? I think I'm better at that. I've got, I'm very lucky that I've got a really good network and some and good staff. You know, I, uh, Paul and Lindsay have been invaluable to me in, at this time and, you know, in terms of their counsel and, and kind of talking stuff through, um, and I think I've learned to listen to, you know, to, to, to them as, you know, as as well and, and take on board the, the thoughts of others, which probably as a young manager, I was a little bit more arrogant and a little bit more bullish of it's my way out the door. You know, I think I'm probably better at doing that now uh, as well and, and speaking to my network. I think I speak to, you know, I speak to other managers and other coaches and things. You know, I'd actually sat on uh, the other day with uh, Paul Hegarty for an hour just chatting, um, you know, and speaking to him. And uh, obviously, I'm I'm quite fortunate to have Morris as an uncle and speak, you know, speaking to him. Dick Campbell, I, you know, speak to Dick, you know, like probably once a month, something like that as well. Dick and Pink, who guys that I know well, you know, so I, I kind of I think that's something I'm better at doing now and just taking in you know, having conversations with other people in football as well. Uh, and i think that's something that's kind of um as i say helps me feel calmer and 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 hopefully make the right decisions it doesn't always mean we're going to win as you've seen but hopefully it means that we'll we'll be able to turn that corner and, and push and push on
0: no we want all wins now to the end of the season yeah i see that like i see that i'll <laughs> do my best, I'll do my best.
2: Cool. so i think um there's two questions left and go if on. we could try and answer them in as short fashion as possible, Greg. I know Lee, that that's like, not the thing When, are you, going to learn? You
3: do
2: when are you going to learn?
3: I've never given a short answer to anything in my entire life, right? <laughs> <I> just...
2: <laughs> anyway,
3: what do you plan to do differently for the second half of the season? There's some things I can't go into there, um, or things that we're going to do differently. Um yeah there's something there I've talked about some of the small things that we want to focus on I'm now clear you know I'm clearer what they are you know I've seen us for 17 games now and you know and and that type of thing so I, I know what those are uh, and we're working on them so I want to see that come to fruition and I want to keep pushing that and keep hammering home certain points of that as I say I think I know what we need to do in terms of the balance of the the you know the, the the kind of depth of the squad uh, and there's some things that I'll keep to myself if that's all right um, that we'll just work with you know in training um, uh, yeah that we we want to try and improve on but you know we want to win more games of football ultimately and I know that sounds stupid but it, that is what we're you know what we're trying to do we're very very capable of doing that we know we can score goals and we know you know as I say we can keep clean sheets and defend um, it's putting it together in a consistent run for us and that's that's the ultimate aim and the final question what's your message to the fans right now Keep the faith. Yeah, I would say we're, we all want the same thing, right? And it does take time. I know that there's frustration out there that people, you know, thought, well, we should have been fourth, you know, we were fourth last year. We should be higher up. We should be doing this. And I've said it a number of times in the TV, and there is no should, all right? It's about graft. It's about hard work. It's about putting in the time. I think when you look at the history, successful clubs are clubs that all pull in the same direction. You know, I hope that they maybe understand the remit a little bit better in terms of the fact that why we've gone down the kind of younger route um, of there. And as I say, there is no kind of magic money tree around the corner. So it is going to be have to be a process and, and getting incrementally better. Do I want that to be quicker? Of course I do. Of course I do. You know, have I given up on the playoffs yet? No, I haven't. You know, but at the same time, I'm mindful of the fact that, you know, we need to keep kicking on and we need to win more games, of course. Yeah, we want to be there. But I kind of reiterate, I, I intend to, or I hope to be the manager of East Fife for, for you know, many years to come We and, and lead us to success. I'm in it for the fight. I'm in it for the long haul. And I want them to kind of keep that faith. And I get that some people maybe want to change or whatever. That's fine. Don't support me. Get behind the lads on a Saturday. All right. You know, and, and you know, kind of get behind the volunteers at the club. See what you can do to help. Um, but yeah, if we stick together, we've got a chance.
2: And here's your perfect opportunity to say, please donate to the manager's fund so I could get some January signings in. But you didn't take that opportunity, Greg. Come on, I'm
3: th- just waiting on your Uni millions
2: win, mate. That's it. So <laughs> I need to start playing it first. I can't even when I could on a Saturday, mate. It shows you what I know about football. But listen, look, I think more importantly, um, thanks so much for your time. And yeah. look, those were some particularly tough questions, and I've got to take my hat off to you for having the boss, for lack of a better expression, to, to come on here and answer them. So I, I said to you at the time, you know, when you messaged me, I was like, you'll need to strap yourself in because there's one thing that we, I would always say that we are on this podcast is we like to try and and be the voice of the fans. And and although that yeah. that's not um, always nice to hear if you're on the, the player side of it or the fan side of it or the board side of it or any of those sort of yeah. things, um, we, we want to try and speak on behalf of our listeners. and um, Of which we're really grateful So thanks so much for your time As always Greg And uh, good luck on Saturday
3: Thanks guys Cheers for that Yeah, all the very best Greg
1: He's the gaffer You can't try it on with him He's the gaffer Even when he's on a limb He's the gaffer When his back's against the wall Has the answer to it all He's the gaffer
0: The gaffer Greg McDonald there. Very open and honest chat from Greg. Thank you to everyone that sent questions in. We hope we we did them justice. I don't think we we shirked away from asking the questions. Some folk will probably say we went in too soft, but I, I think there were some tough questions in there, but it's questions that had to get asked. There's a lot more we could I probably, I, I kind of wanted to interject a few times, but we had said that we wanted it to be a fans forum and have the fans kind of put their point of view across and not just our opinions as you hear week in, week out, so I think it was important to that, but I mean, Greg took them all, he answered them all, disagreed with some, a lot of folk will listen to it and disagree with what Greg said, and there's still going to be a lot of folk that want Greg out of the job, but it's important to have these chats, Lee. Yeah, um, and like you say, thanks to to
2: greg for for coming on and and you know i didn't ask him um you know i I, I generally didn't ask him he texted me um and I'll, I'll prove that to anybody that that wants the proof Um, he wanted to come on and, and face the questions from the fans i think that that shows real strength of character to want to do so Um, i'll be honest with you i almost said no because there's part of me because he is a hero of mine wants to protect them mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, and i knew there would be some tough questions but do you want to know what I asked people to be respectful, for the most part they were. And they were, so, well, yep. Yeah, well done to the, the fans as well, because, you know, I don't think anybody could sit here and say they're happy. There's there's stuff that, that Greg came and said in the show today that I disagree with, and mm-hmm. I've said to him, um, you know, that I disagree with this or I disagree with that. You'll hear, you've heard me interject with and challenge him with some of the stuff that, you know, I don't like what I'm, you know, what I'm watching either. Um, but ultimately, you know, he's he's trying to do his best, and you know, the only people that can make that decision whether they're happy or not are, are the board. Um, but you know, we've got to to hope he can turn it around.
0: Yeah, and it, I mean, I I'll be honest, I don't agree with his assessment of that performance against Forfar. I understand what was behind it and what he said, but as, as I mentioned there, my perception of how the game was played in that second half and how Greg saw it play out is different. He is the football manager. I'm just the, the guy watching it in my bed. But it's important to have these chats. Let us know your thoughts. We'll analyse more of what Greg said in the next show and we'll get Greg and Aaron, maybe Gordon. I'm not sure when Gordon's back. But we'll, we'll get a group of us together. We'll talk about that. Please let us know what you thought of what Greg said there. Of gold at gmail.com glory days of gold on twitter we read everything we might not always get a chance to reply to everything but we do read everything that comes in we really would love your feedback on this do you feel we're too soft was there more stuff that needed to be asked greg's open to come and do this again obviously he is very aware it's a results driven business and if the results don't pick up there is only one way out i always remember like he mentioned jockey scott's comment there that there was a manager here that said this similar thing it's like in the premiership there's only one champion at the end of the of the year does that make everyone else a bad manager not necessarily but there's always things that you can do better the stark reality is we're not in a good state on or off the pitch right now things need to pick up on the pitch results have to get done as long as we don't fall down the trapdoor this season at least it's something then to build upon and whether greg is the man in charge to do that going forward he said he wants to be his wife manager for a number of years i'm sure there's a few folk been yelling at whatever podcast device they're listening to this on when they hear that but let us know your thoughts as we say we'll talk about it more in the next show as well but that is pretty much it for the show lee any final thoughts from you anything funny that's caught your eye just to, to end things with i know we're both watching the darts play out as we as we record this
2: yep um and as i as, as i've done that uh williams is just through a, a 180 the uh, look littler wow anyway this isn't a darts podcast as much as we maybe should start one i keep thinking uh, about
0: starting a dart. i've got a name for a darts podcast and everything that's not been taken i won't share it in case someone nicks it but i've i've got a name for one i'd love to do a darts podcast.
2: Yes, um, I would be interested in that if anybody is be interested in listening to it. Um, but yeah, I think um, the 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 standout of the last week has got to be the Aberroth goalkeeper scoring. For yes,
0: at. I, I but, mean it's it's hilarious on a number of levels, but it's also fucking spectacular. Yeah, I mean,
2: look, Wraith. Ra- in my opinion, I, I'm very jealous of them. But yes. also admire them so much for for all that they're doing, um, and, and hate hate we hate as well. Just yes, just, fucking hate them. Yeah. But it's, it's almost hard to not enjoy their success. Like I, I kind
0: of yeah. Like <laughs> I, so, I, I didn't have you having the most abuse coming in from this no, episode, like, <laughs> and I'm going to try and like caveat that. But like
2: their social media stuff has been brilliant. Like no, it the, has. Ian, Ian Murray. Um, with a uh, um, love actually posters and their, their ga- uh, post game graphics, etc. What they're doing with putting buses on for fans to away games, like all that stuff. Like, I wouldn't say I enjoy it. That's probably the wrong word. I respect it. That's probably yeah. the, the, the best experience. I'm envious. I of mean, it. if they went, yes, if they went bus tomorrow, I'd be fucking delighted. If they, if they bottle the league, I will be delighted. But because I've got so many of my good friends that are, are Rovers fans, like, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to not, like, kind of be happy for them because, like, you're looking at them like, you know, Dundee United are in that league. Queen's Park are spending a fortune. And don't get me wrong, Rovers are exactly like the, the poorest club in the world, but they're, they're doing well and they're playing a good style of football. Fuck them ultimately, but yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I look on at them and I think, why not, okay, us? not to be us? Yeah, yeah. and to it, it, It's like... We've spoken before, we don't want to be a Gretna. We don't want to be an Edinburgh City. We don't want some... We nearly were Uh, 10 years ago. It's like someone comes in with money, all these promises, and it all goes tits up very quickly. And it's like, you don't want that. But this looks a lot more sustainable than other things of that ilk. And yeah, you have to look on with a little bit of envy. It was nice though that the Keeper... Can we claim him as a former East 5 player? I mean, he technically yeah, was. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: I'm taking it.
0: But it was it was some goal. If you haven't seen it, I don't know where you've been. Check it out on Twitter. I reshared it on the AFT in Canada account as well. But We yeah, need it any victory
2: we could get right now, Mike. So if it's claiming a, a, a former player that I don't even think graced the turf at Bayview, then I'm, I'm taking it. And
0: I, I didn't know anything about it. It was Paul Galloway that found it and had mentioned yeah. it in a in a group and I was like, Jeez, I didn't even I have no recollection of us having him here alone. No. I mean, but I, anyway, you
2: know, if anybody follows my, my personal Twitter, I put up a, a gift the other day, that little boy that's been interviewed, um, and it's like, So you excited to be leaving your mom? And he goes, Yeah. And then he starts crying. And that's like when people ask me about Sporting East Fife in Manchester United right now, because that is ultimately how I feel. Like, I was at my wife's um, uncle's house, as a big Dunfermline fan, so he's like, how are the 5 getting on then? And all I could think about was, like, bursting into tears, trying to
0: hit... It wasn't it. a good Saturday for you.
2: <laughs> oh, no, it was not. <laughs> I, it was not. Um, I mean, that, that performance, um, you know, I, I said it to Greg um, personally, like, It was a tough watch. Like, I did not enjoy that game. It was horrendous. You,
0: like, that photo you sent looked, you looked so cold. And like I said, I genuinely don't understand why why we play games in the winter. Now that I've had a taste of summer football, and I've gone back to some games in the winter, and it's like, what are we doing as a country? Yeah, I I invested in a
2: really good quote this year, and that, that has been very helpful. I also had a Tammy on. The New East 5 Tammy, make sure you ordered it from the club shop. Um And also, um, like jeans on, but it was, it was, I had gloves on, a bit into the steak pie, the standard, you have a steak pie, and it exploded all over my gloves.
0: So my It's my gloves it, it, are... it, it, it is not standard to go to Forfa and have a steak pie. A bridey. A brideys are shit. I like them.
2: Any East 5 fan that was at Forfar that had a bridey, you tell me if it was good or not, because the last time I went, it was chronic, and I refused to
0: ever buy one again. But they are very of... pastry-ish. There's a lot of pastry. I
2: like, I, I like the pastry. That's the best part. However, it was just gash. Anyway, so I had the steak pie, bit that, and pissed all over my gloves. Oh. So then it was, yeah, my dad had to put his in his bin in the bin because the gravy to steak ratio was way off. Oh, um, And, yeah, my hands, when I got back to the car... Um, I drove up the English and Island learned my dad and I was actually like, He's going to have to give him a minute because I can't feel my hands. <laughs> that was through gloves. And I got home um, and my daughter's got like, not an electric blanket for like under your bed, but like a heated blanket. She had it wrapped around her and I was like, can I come in I- and have a cuddle with you? <laughs> so... Aww.
0: You just wanted so, a hug as well.
2: <laughs> obviously, because I was so sad after watching yeah. that. And I came in and I must have put my hand on hers. She was like, get out of my blanket. (laughs) I
0: was like, oh. That's what Caitlin's like when I get into bed at night because I I have really bad circulation. So my fingers and my feet are like freezing at the best. Even in the summer, I have like cold feet. So yeah, winter football and me aren't really conducive anymore. I'm just a big woos. Yes. So happy new year everybody (laughs) So on that bombshell That Lee Gillis Wants Wraith Rovers to succeed And is a part time Wraith Rovers fan Maybe even racing in a Wraith Rovers jersey Says it all about his true colours We'll be back with another episode soon We'll talk about East Fife's latest games We'll bring you our Best goals, our awards Best away days, pies for the year Which we hope to do in this episode But obviously it is long enough and we'll just have a lot of good East Fife and Scottish football chat. Until next time, as always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being with us all of last year. We hope to entertain you all of this year as well. And we'll be back soon. And until we are, take care. Happy New Year and Mon the Fife. And the
1: Warren of Glasgow presents the Scottish League Cup to the side that lasted the course banner, all conquering East Fife. As I made my way to that pitch on Wellesley Road to sing my songs for the boys in black and gold. I heard the stories about 1938 and I was just a boy and knew I'd have to wait Now there's broken dreams and what might have been at that stadium by the shore But those glory days ago might return once more